I'm on the mend. I got some. I got some pills. I got some some syrup. Some scissor. Need to get some tuss and rub it on your chest. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> what is that? Vicks? Fake Vicks? Fake Vicks. Dude, rub that on your gooch. That'll feel great. Right on the base. <laughs> <laughs> For if, it, you know, it's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like if you think spraying cologne on your balls is a good idea, yeah. you've never done it. I've done it. <laughs> yeah. We've been there, brother. I know all about that. Welcome back, the IO panel, episode 55. What's up, guys? This is James, and we have a special guest with us today, uh, back again in the saddle, and also the usual cohort of uh, Madmen and Lunatics. Uh, we'll start with those guys and save our special guest for last. Uh, Mr. Uh, Neil Neil Blevins, what's up, dude? Hello. I, hey. I would like to I would like to show you guys something. Um I found some coupons, so I ordered some replacement glasses online, and I didn't pay attention to the frame size, so, you know, I'm going to have to return them, but I figured uh, I'd show you guys what they look like first. We'll, uh, we'll see here. Nice and tiny. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that on a podcast. It would be nope. great. No problem. <laughs> it would be great for the, the four people who can see it. Uh, we also have Mike there. Uh, what's going on, Mike? How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Always sounds so thrilled. So Mike, do you, do you want to do you want to stand up and show the audience your um, your your half dollar size nipples? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to save that for a special uh, a special episode. Yeah. I mean, we got a special guest. Why not make this a special episode? A special video episode. Oh, I see. Okay, we'll have to get those. We'll have to get a, a screen cap of those nips and put them up on the on the blog. <laughs> um, and that was our special guest there. What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm I'm doing good. Um, these nuts in the building. No, 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 no. <laughs> T- tell us about your new book. <laughs> it's it's titled uh these nuts part two ah it, it features a uh pair of protagonists <laughs> <laughs> the sequel we've all been waiting for yeah, indeed indeed and well, uh, thank we'll, you for joining we'll, us sa- we'll save the uh, grand reveal for the uh, new york times bestseller interview that i have scheduled for later this week there you go as the goat <laughs> All right, well, it's good to have you back, man. You're, you've been on the show before, and we had a great time, and uh, can't wait to get back into it with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, so uh, any excitement this week, fellas, before we jump into the news? Uh, you just saw my excitement. The frames? The tiny yeah. glasses? <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> um, well, I, think, I, I think Trump's 100 days are up, right? Or, or soon will be. Are they up? Already oh, behind boy. schedule. Yeah, well, I mean, you know we're, 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 we're pushing up close against that deadline if we're not already past it. Lots of accomplishments, guys. Big wins. 
Big Gremlin, League. Yeah, yeah Big Absolutely. League. So that's my excitement for this week. <laughs> There's a well, great uh, thing we talked about last time. Uh, uh, what was it? It was a, a, a Twitter account called Trump's 100 Days where they were like, keep track of it. And I, I didn't keep track of them. Yeah, I'll, I remember. I'll that. have to go back to that because they they had a really good they had really good coverage of that, and I, I would love to see like the failure as, on a day by day timeline. So <laughs> we'll have to keep track. We'll we'll have to check into that and get back to you guys with that and let you know. Um, all right. Well, uh, for me, I got I got a HTC Vive uh, about a week or so ago and have had a ball with it. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh. All right, well, let's jump in, man. Uh, so who's got the first piece of news here? Who's this? Okay, so that's mine. So this article is a uh, continuing. We talked about this before, but um, this is just a funny a funny and kind of sad quote from a, uh, from a senator. So this is about how the Trump administration has uh, rolled back some of the web privacy laws. We talked about this maybe a month ago or something. Right. And uh, so this guy, so apparently, I don't, I've only been hearing about these the last maybe six months or so, but I, I guess it's a thing that, that Congress people do. They have a town hall where they go <laughs> and talk to their constituents. I had never heard of that till like maybe six months ago. So maybe I was just really? out of the loop or... Maybe this it's is, a new thing. I have no idea. This I don't is a think segment. So. This is Tell Michael time. Yeah, Tell Michael. This is a, a regular thing that happens. This is how the world works. We tell <laughs> Michael. So this has been happening since like 1850, at least. I don't know that all congressmen do this. I, I, I don't know that this is a universal thing, but I know some of them do it. It's probably part of their duty. It has been happening at least for the entirety of all of our lifetimes. I don't believe you, you but okay. Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from the show me state. No. Um, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so this was, uh, so this particular article is about uh, a Wisconsin congressman, Sensenbrenner, which is just a great name, honestly. I think it's kind of funny. But, um, you know, not too funny, but it's, 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 it's mildly amusing. Like it's, it's good for a chuckle. It is. It is. Exactly. And so he, he basically, like someone said, you know, I don't, um, you know, I don't have the choice of not using, um, the internet or I don't have the choice of, of changing my ISP. A lot of us only have one ISP we can use, right. Mm -hmm. In an area. Like he says, yeah, I don't have to go on Facebook if I don't want to, or I don't have to use Google if I don't want to, but it's not like I can't use Comcast, let's say, or whoever. Oh, that guy's fucked if Comcast is his only choice. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Michael, give us a give us a just in case. I know, I know, you know, we know, but just give us a a re like a re recap of that bill. Just sum, summarize it for the people who haven't heard that heard about this. For the less politically adept, yeah. Well, it was just a a bill that had been pushed through during the Obama administration that would tighten the rules on what information these ISPs can sell to other companies. So they've rolled back that law now, and so now it's a little more loosey goosey. the The companies don't have to inform you before selling your information. You have to, you have to opt out, right? Yes. Is that universal? 
or do some companies don't even give you the option to? I know like Google Google ops people you have to opt in for Google stuff. Um, and I know some companies take the opt out approach, and some companies don't even give you the option unless you like sue them or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I think the companies got in trouble for that a few years ago, so I think they've all started allowing you to opt out at least. But of course, you know, it's not like they advertise that or anything. You gotta, right? You gotta dig for it. Yep. So the quote though from this guy Sensenbrenner is, he says, "Nobody's got to use the internet." Yeah. Like he's saying, you don't have to use the internet. If you don't like it, don't use the internet. Yeah, you don't have to use electricity either. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. When are these guys gonna get to realize that like the internet is is a utility now? Exactly. You know? It's a it's it's like you you there's some cases you have to have the internet to do certain things. You know? So I think his name sounds like like a medium level brand head unit manufacturer. <laughs> I mean, I'm in, I'm getting a sensing burner. I'm getting up there, man. You know? <laughs> it's like, a, yeah, like like a replica model yeah, or something. Like a yeah. like a like a knockoff, yeah. Right. So it's not it's not Sennheiser. It's a sensing burner. It's a sensing burner. It's a sensing burner. So someone on Twitter wrote, Nobody has to use indoor plumbing or like or electricity. They can just use outhouses and kerosene lamps. They have a choice, right? I thought I was like, so original yeah. with my electricity comment, but well, no, there you go. <laughs> Great minds think alike, obviously. And James, to what you said, they say here the internet has become such a fixed part of people's everyday lives. The United Nations considers access to it a human right. I wouldn't. So necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily go that far as to deem it a human right. I mean, we've, we've still got to make progress on, like, black people being able to stroll the streets without getting shot by police. And hey, yeah, hey, calm, calm down right. there, Andrew. Calm <laughs> one, thing, one thing at a time. <laughs> oh, we, have, we haven't reached that segment of the show yet. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So, so, so back on task, then, there, um, shortly after this bill was announced, some guy whose name escapes me at the moment because um, I don't have all the headlines up in front of me. Um, he was said he was going to go on a campaign to purchase all of Congress's Internet history and then release it to the public. Did anyone see anything about that? Yeah, the GoFundMe. Um, yeah, that, so that GoFundMe does exist. And there's a lot of questions about, well, there's a lot of shadiness to it just because, one, it's a GoFundMe. And whether they achieve their goal or not or achieve or do anything with the money, they can just walk away with the money. And two, because uh, it's it's turned out that what he's trying to do is super illegal because there's some kind of immunity that Congress has to certain things. So how convenient. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. not bound by their own laws. No, they're actually not. Actually, in a lot of cases, they're not. And I just learned about this. Uh I can find out what it is and put it in, in, maybe I'll put it in the show notes if I remember, but ETC News did a, they had a, their tech guy, Phil Rigo, did a, a talk on it, and uh, when he, he basically said that there's an immunity clause for Congress about certain things that makes them immune to some of these, uh, some of these bills and things, so. Yeah, yeah. also immune to insider trade, trading laws, unless that changed recently. Oh, well, is that right? Yeah. Time to run yeah. for Congress. <laughs> yeah, basically, you basically do whatever, you know. Yeah, go go sit on a board of a couple, you know, mega conglomerates and use your congressional immunity to trade based on the proceedings of the board. Rinse and repeat. Yep. 
Hmm. That it is. It doesn't make sense why that's legal. Like, it's, I can't even think of a reason why they'd be like, "Oh no, they need special access." You know? Right. Like it's just it's just like completely like, "Oh, we're hooking up our buddies." That's the only reason you do that. There's no other reason for it. So, it's a fucked up system, and most Americans are just stupid and don't know what's going on. So, America, America, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, Mike. You got anything else on that? Uh, no. I think that's it. All right. What's this be afraid thing here? What's this? Is this you? <laughs> yeah. So this is um, this is shifting gears a little bit here. This is a, a story about how two Russian bombers were spotted flying off the coast of Alaska on Tuesday, and we sent two F twenty two Raptors to uh, intercept them. <laughs> Uh, this is Putin. This is your man Putin, dude. My man. This is what he. This is what he does. This is what he fucking does. Because Trump bombed those fucking Syrians, and so this is what he does. He always does this shit. He's been doing this shit all around the world. This is a Putin move. He just like he's like I can touch your children. Like that's the kind of shit he does. He's the he's the blackmailer who takes a picture of your kids or puts a note in your kid's lunch bag and says I can get to you anytime I want. That's that's what he's doing, you know. Unfortunately, he could get to Alaska. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. they're like fifty feet away from each other. Yeah. So I don't think anyone had... would miss Sarah Palin. No, like, I don't think so. Touch that kid, please. <laughs> <laughs> so the the plane that the you know the bomber is called a TU ninety five, also called a bear. And man, looking at this thing, you're like, wow, that thing was made in the fifties. And actually, I just looked it up on Wikipedia, and sure enough, it was first flight nineteen fifty two. I mean, granted, we use what's what's the big one we use, the B fifty two or something. So that's been around for a while, although we have been updating them. Yeah. But this thing just looks old. You're like, oh yeah, this belongs in a in a Cold War movie, you know, a black and white Cold War movie. Like this is this plane is just funny, although it does look kind of cool. It's pretty damn big. Some about Putin and bears, man. They just you know good match. That's true. Yeah, that's that. Apparently, that's the NATO reporting name of the plane bear mm. <laughs> so they're so so they're gonna the, i think the problem with this is if this was any other president they'd probably be like because putin's done this stuff in the past like it's not the first time he's done this if this is any other president he probably the result would be like oh just ignore him just keep pushing him out whatever this is just like putin just talk, kind of basically talking shit but I feel like Trump's like crazy enough to be like, "This is the eleventh time, shoot that fucker down." You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's gonna like, like I feel like this is gonna escalate quickly. You know? Well, He's doesn't got... every great president need a war? Ugh. Trump's got the nukes too, man, which is scary. Why can't we use them though? <laughs> if we got them. Why can't we use them? Let me launch just one, just one. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Trump is saying. That's what, that's what Trump is saying right now. Let me launch just one. Oh my god! A little, little mutually assured destruction to start off your day. Mm-hmm. So, so in addition to this whole Alaska antagonizing that he's doing, um, I read recently that he put some troops on the uh, border of North Korea. Putin did sent deployed Russian troops to the border of North Korea. 
Uh, apparently, apparently, um, Russia and China are kind of nervous about um, North Korea, which I can understand, I guess. Although I thought they were on better terms with them than than we are, at least. Anyway, mm-hmm. but um, well, I don't think know. they really like each other. They're kind of more like just industrial partners. Yeah, I mean. I guess recently things have been changing. Obviously, we've been seeing the 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 missile tests that North Korea has been doing in the last was it a week or two? Mm-hmm. And they've been well, they've been sucking at that, but it doesn't mean they're going to suck forever at it. Yeah, they keep getting a little better each time. Mm-hmm. There was a theory that I read that the most recent nuclear test was sabotaged by North Korean scientists. Because of their, um, you know, they're trying to mitigate all out war. I think there was some, someone drew some red line in the sand about if this missile gets launched and somebody's going to get bombed or, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of charged up rhetoric flying around, um, particularly related to that most recent missile test. And so the theory is the, uh, North Korean scientists sabotaged it to save the day. Why does the line have to be red? You communist? <laughs> I could be. For the right price, they are sort of, <laughs> or they, well, don't, they don't call it that. But yeah. So how how much how much must it suck to be like someone smart enough to make nuclear weapons and still work and live in North Korea? Like it's one thing if you're like a potato farmer, you know, in North Korea, or someone who sweeps up or something. You you know anything about anything? But it's they how know. Can, no, I mean they know, but they don't really have a grasp. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like some, it's like someone in backwater Afghanistan who's never seen someone who's not Afghani or something. You're trying to give them, trying to get their ideas on world views. I mean, they wouldn't have any concept. But this person who has a, you know, some kind of degree and is making nuclear weapons and refining uranium and things like that into weapons grade. I mean, can you imagine being that guy and like being like? Smart enough to know that this is a really bad idea. Do you think that the people in charge of that or working on that are actually North Koreans? Or are they like, uh, you know, Russian contractors? Kidnapped Albanians? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be. It could be, I don't know. Some people say Iranians or and then some people say North <clears throat> Koreans help Iranians. I don't know what's happening. What about, uh, what about George, uh... Georgians, the the country that no one ever hears about. I don't know. Is that Georgia? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. That's that's James's contribution. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, James. Ray Charles's contribution, my man. Okay, right. Um, yeah, could be Evan. That that'd be more likely. You know, they're uh, obviously a former Soviet bloc country. Mm-hmm. I'm you sure don't hear that enough. A former I mean, Soviet bloc really, country. They're not yeah. really a Soviet bloc country, though. They just adopted communism. Georgia, uh, and they were. Oh, Georgia. Why are we talking about Georgia? <laughs> Evan said, "What about Georgia? Georgia? It's a con- it's a country full of violent people." Oh, there man, you go. You just typecast a whole country, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Bomb them. No, all the Georgian. We're gonna get all this Georgian hate mail now. <laughs> I don't know how they did it, Marty, but they found me. The Libyans. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. 
Exactly. Who? The limits. <laughs> do you think do you think the people of North Korea think North Korea actually sucks or is that like western propaganda? Like what if the people of North Korea are per- perfectly happy? I think some of them I think the ones who have uh an expansive enough worldview like the ones who like been out of the country and stuff. Well, how many of them know. have been out of the country, James? Like for, seven few, of them. I mean, come on. No, a good amount. I mean, if you do, if they do have some nuclear scientists there, they've probably been. No, out no, of the no. Country. But what about your average potato farmer guy? He's never lives, been out of the country. No. How many people live in no North idea. Korea? Like, okay, let's say twenty million. I don't know how many. I just pulled that number out of nowhere. And let's say how many people have been out of the country? Ten thousand. I mean, come on. Maybe they do have some workers who who go into China and work in some of their factories, or they have Chinese people who come into North Korea and work in their factories. So there's some cultural exchange, and like hmm. there's there are smuggled cell phones and stuff like that. Um, I didn't watch the entire interview, but there was uh, I, I found a link online where some someone who had escaped North Korea to South Korea mm-hmm. was interviewed, and they were like, I can't believe. Not just the simple things like grocery stores and, and, you know, how happy people seem, but they're like, I can't believe someone asked for my opinion on something. Like, what do you think about this? Like, what? What do you mean, what do I think? (laughs) (laughs) What am I supposed to think? Yeah. Yeah, you tell me. (laughs) You're making a decision around here. North Korea, number one Korea. (laughs) No, they they said that, uh, they said that, um, North Korea had, uh, they send people to like, work illegally in the docks and whatnot in the Netherlands. Like they found a, they like the nether, the Netherlands police department, you know, <laughs> whatever they're called. Um, Dutch police found a dead North Korean on the docks, illegal, like an illegal worker. And they undercovered this, uncovered this whole thing where Kim Jong, Kim Jong, Jong Il or Un, whatever his name is, would, they, they have this arrangement. They would send these illegal workers to work on ships and then they would go out to these dockyards, and they would do work there illegally, and then they'd come back, you know. And, what is... and it was like slave, like a slave labor situation where they would kind of rent <clears throat> out manpower. North Korean, the country would rent out manpower, this slave labor, and they would these guys would go and do work and live in some shitty apartment, like seven or, f- seven or eight people to a room, and then they'd come back to North Korea after a year or something like that. So there's a lot of them. So, so their people have been out of the country. But even that, I mean... I mean, how many people voted for Trump now who are like, oh, maybe it was a bad idea, you know? And then there's a lot of people who voted for Trump. like, everything he does is great. Take my fucking rights away. Fucking shit on the Constitution. It's all gravy, dog. Yeah, you know what I mean? So some people just are never going to care, and they're just stupid, and they don't open their eyes. They just think everyone's looking out for them. Well, it's kind of dangerous to question someone who will put, like, three generations of your family in a labor camp no, if absolutely. you do so. Absolutely. And have had generations of that. So, um, but I have a question. Oh yeah. So when North Korea falls, who gets it? Is South it Korea. like defaulted back to South Korea, nobody or do China it. and Russia fight over it? Or America, do we fight over it? Fuck yeah! No, dude, nobody oh. wants it. Nobody wants it. There, I'm sure there's a lot of resources there, plus the there's land. There, Vice Vice News did a great art, a great video about it. Um, they did several videos about North Korea, but one of them was about, they were talking about what would happen to North Korea after, after, if Kim Jong-il or Un fell, you know, from power, what would happen to it? And South Korea is like, we don't, like, nobody wants it because you have all these people who are dependent on the state and this big mess, 
You know, there's no food, there's no this, there's no that. You know, you'd have this huge, massive mess there. They'd have to clean up. It'd be a fucking humanitarian nightmare. Can you imagine going in that country and seeing, like, an, basically, like, 15 or 20 Auschwitzes distributed all throughout the countryside in the for, in forced labor camps? Can you imagine that? And then having to be like, okay, now we need to help all these people. And all these people are going to scatter to the fucking four winds. Oh, we're going to now we got planes. We can fly places, you know, to be trying to get out of the country and go here and go there and fucking go, go across the country. It'd be a mess, man. It'd be like like at like fucking the Middle East again. If all these people like trying to refugees going to the four winds. So either the U.S. gets it or China gets it, because I don't think Russia wants that that added burden. China could probably handle it. South Korea is a place. <laughs> It's, it's it's it has a little bit of a vested interest. I thought you said they don't want it. No, I don't think any of the big countries want it. And I think South Korea will be the only one to take it, even though they don't want it because it's their it's country. their heritage. Yeah, those are, those are their bros. Like there's there's sites in North Korea that are religious of religious significance to South Koreans, and South Koreans can't go there. Hmm. So you know, it's like their Asian mecca. I would like to know what the like the North Korean like DMZ guards think of everything. Like they see people come through there every day. Like what is this? Hmm. Yeah, I was just telling someone the other day. I was like, if I ever had the opportunity, I would like to visit North Korea. Why? Uh, not me. I think it'd be an amazing experience. I feel like the potatoes would be like on par with like a good steak. I mean, <laughs> their potato game has stepped up so high. You'll take a bus tour. You'll be supervised. Yeah, like you won't fine. be able to talk to anyone who is not sanctioned. No, so you might as well talk to someone from South Korea. You take a picture, and they'll take you for life. No, I mean you can take pictures. At least, at least that's what we're told out here in the West. Now, yeah, I, it's all propaganda, right? Uh, it's a, it, it it's could, a utopia. It could be. How do we really know? I want to stay in that 105-story hotel that never got finished. Oh, it's finished, but there's only one floor actually in use. <laughs> <laughs> that big triangle-looking thing or whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah. Pyongyang Central Monarchy Hotel. I mean, I, I think it'd be okay. I, I think you'd probably go there. I mean, if you went on their tour, the state-sponsored tour, you'd be like, all right, cool. There's only one kind of tour. Yeah, that's true. So if you went on the tour, you'd be like, all right. <laughs> everyone everyone who's gone there, I think, not Casey Neistat, but uh, there's a guy on YouTube. He's a surfer. He surfs or something. And I remember people complaining. They're like, why did this idiot go to North Korea? Is he trying to make some social statement? And basically, his video was like, North Korea is awesome, bro. You know, <laughs> like it was like that, you know, and it, all these North Korean kids were like, yay, we love living here. Um, but. It looked, it looked and like then he did something he shouldn't. He was like, "Oh no, my human rights!" No, no, no. He didn't do anything like that. But it, it looked like fun. Honestly, it looked like he had a great time. <laughs> you know? I mean, he's like riding a train. I mean, it looks all gray. It looks like Soviet, like a Soviet place. But it looked like fun. You know, like the kids are having fun. He probably didn't get any box while he was there. But you know, <clears throat> give me that fucking North Korean box. I don't know that yellow fever is serious, man. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? But Who look, doesn't it, like a nice malnourished woman. Yeah, man. <laughs> if it's good enough for Dennis Rodman, I mean, that's got to speak volumes. <laughs> Ain't that the know? truth? <laughs> Damn straight, man. So, all right. So, so to tie off the whole Russian thing, um, here here's a, a brief excerpt. 
Russian President Vladimir Putin has ordered troops to occupy the 11-mile-long border with North Korea amid fears that the U.S. will attack. The movement suggests Russia is also taking the U.S. threat to bomb the North very seriously. And so my point being, fuck what they're doing in Alaska off the border there. I mean, they're they're doing some serious posturing here in, in North Korea in response to some of the rhetoric coming out of our own administration. And, and it looks like, you know, we're setting up for an old Mexican standoff here. Hmm. Cold War number two. So I'm actually surprised that the border is only 11 miles. Between Russia and North Korea? Yeah. Well, maybe that's the, the actual portion of the border that can be crossed. I'm not sure. Hmm. The rest well, maybe, is probably China, is. isn't it? Hmm. I don't know much about geography, apparently. I didn't know they even had a border with them. <laughs> there you go. I didn't want you to got be the two, first one to say it. You got two two vastly different uh, things here going on. Well, no, I thought it was like, like obviously south is down low because this is south, and north in China. <laughs> That's what I thought. Wow. So Russia's got their hands in a little bit of everything right now. They're, you know, still dicking around in Syria and Ukraine, and now they're futzing around in North Korea, throwing icicles at Alaskans. <laughs> so you know, I didn't, I didn't uh, put the story in the in the show notes, but I saw a story about how. So I'm sure you guys have heard, you know, the whole Trump Russia thing, right? And. You know, for whatever reason, Trump is like, oh, Putin's a great guy, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And apparently the same kind of thing, not exactly that fangirlish, <laughs> but still a similar kind of thing has been going on in Russia. Like when Trump was elected, it was like a big thing. You know, it was like, oh, this is so great, blah, blah, blah. Apparently now they're starting to downplay all that. Yeah. Yeah, I read about that recently, too. Mm-hmm. Like the honeymoon's over, guys. Yep. Exactly. Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. I was looking at this map, and they, yeah, they do share. They share a very small bit of border on the very edge with uh, North Korea. It's very tiny, though. So is it roughly eleven? Eleven miles. miles. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't even realize though. I mean, it's like it's like China. At there's one tip where it's like there's probably a point where you could stand and you'd be like, I'm in China. I'm depressed. I'm in North Korea. <laughs> I'm depressed. I'm in Soviet <laughs> Russia. I'm depressed. You know? I don't know. <laughs> it's probably nothing like that. It's probably, like, really awesome there. No, yeah, James, everything. We, we were just talking about how, you know, the whole Trump-Russia thing and oh, how, yeah. how you know, Trump's been all, all about Putin for whatever reason, although you don't hear about it too much now. And then the same thing was kind of going on in Russia, you know, with Trump. But now Russia... They've started downplaying all that. They're like, they're not being like, Trump is number one. You know, they, they kind of stop. They're like, yeah, no, no, why. no. <laughs> you know, they're like, just like, stop, uh, stop. Uh, you know, and the thing is, I mean, we, I guess we all kind of knew this was going to happen, but all this all over Assad, Assad's a fucking scumbag. You know? Like, like I don't, like, I'm still confused as to what the whole, what Putin's vision was for being like, yeah, we're going to back Assad. Yeah, he's, I have he's no a, idea. He's clearly a dirtbag. And fine, back him for a little while, but once it becomes politically untenable, which it became when he bombed people with chemical weapons, if that's what he actually did, I don't know, then... Allegedly. Allegedly, you know, then it, who cares what Trump does to him? 
Like, so, you know, Americans are nosy going to stick their nose into every fucking thing. So, so let's, let's pretend, you know, some of us here, not, not me personally, but for the sake of some of the other folks on the line here, let's just pretend that. <laughs> who the fuck is Assad? <laughs> yeah. Well, we know who Mike. Assad is, hopefully, but let's just pretend that that's the extent of our knowledge and, you know, our, our, our command of geopolitics topics is, is relatively, uh, diminished. What makes Assad such a bad guy? Uh, to be he, honest, he stands for everything that we don't stand for. All right. Well, no. He hates so, baseball. No. <laughs> he hates baseball. That's right. Um, I mean, from what I know about him, which is very, very limited, is that he's like a, kind of a tyrant-style ruler running things with an iron fist over there, and he's losing a grasp on his whole country because... That's what eventually happens to tyrants, is they eventually lose control, because if you use a stick too much, people, and don't give people the carrot, they'll eventually use a stick back on you, and that's what's happening. So, the nature is taking taking its course over there, and terrorists and rebels, you know, it's a narrow line between what a terrorist and a rebel is, by the way. Um, they're all fighting over that country, and it's a big mess. And so the Russians stuck their nose in, and they're like, "Oh, we'll help you, brother." You know, I don't know why. Maybe there's oil there or pizza. I don't know what they're doing there. <laughs> and the Americans were already. Obama was already backing the, I think, the Kurdish rebels in the mm-hmm. West or something like that. So, and the Kurdish rebels were against Assad, and it's a whole big mess. So, I mean, Russia and America just should not be in it. They should just let nature take its course and stop fucking around. Like, just prime direct that bitch and just leave it alone. But whatever. So that, that, that was going to be my next point. So we've got U.S.-backed rebels that are opposing the, the Assad regime, right? Yeah. And who knows how long that's been going on. And the rebels are sketchy as fuck. Like, they're not any better right. than, than, than anybody else over there. Right. And, and so my question is, is Assad really a bad guy ruling with an iron fist, this, this just evil tyrant? Or is that his response to other countries meddling in his country's affairs? Like, did we create that monster? Or are we trying to to conquer the monster that already existed? And I think, you know, that that's the same question that's applicable across numerous other, you know, countries in which there's this warfare and, you know, we deem them as bad actors and so forth. But are they really or is this just the propaganda that we're being fed? Yeah, that's true. It's probably that. Oh, okay. It's just very like it's, like, it's probably that. <laughs> no more. No, you're right. I mean, it's it's probably. I think it's probably. It, it probably is that. We don't. We have no idea. You know, we can only see the slant that's given to us. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, pe- you know, people form such strong opinions, and you know, Assad's evil, and North Korea is bad, and. And so on and so forth. And lead is bad for you and whatever. I mean, geez. Yeah, vaccines Don't cause do math autism. And blah, right? blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, but, how, but how much of that is really based on reality versus some sort of agenda-based spin? You know? Like, what's, what's real? Which way is up, really? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. There is no way to tell. It's a big mess. Uh, there's a, someone did a video on YouTube about what the whole Assad, Turkey, 
thing was going what like what's going on there and it's so much to follow and once you kind of see it you're like who's right and who's wrong here you know like the answer to this whole side thing is just a back out of it it's that's the only because it's just a big mess it's like the kurds are you know the terror like what's what's happening like it's it's so intermingled it's crazy it's a really crazy i'll see if i find the video it's a crazy ass fucking mess man like who who's we don't know who's right you know like i'll be honest with you i think they should have left fucking what's his face in iraq you know hussein yeah man Mm -hmm. because because he was the he was like the, the the concrete barrier holding the fucking tide of of maniacs, you know. I mean, yeah, it sucks. He was probably a piece of shit, but dude, some people just gotta have a piece of shit till they're ready for something better, you know. It's, you don't have to step into everything, but eh, whatever. He kept the lights on. He had food on the table. He, he totally he did. killed some of his own people. He kept terrorists at bay. Yeah, he totally did. All that stuff's true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, nobody's perfect, you know. No, hey, what you know. going to do, guys? <laughs> hey, you know, it's like, hey, you know. <laughs> yeah, but 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 it, but is it our place to really police that type of stuff? Not at all. Not at all. If we really cared about any of that stuff that we say we care about, why haven't we gone into North Korea, or why haven't we gone into? I couldn't even name one of the countries because I'm a piece of shit. But any one of the countries in Africa. Where I'm sure some dictator is genociding his people right now. I mean, yeah. eating 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 a, child, a child's liver this instant <laughs> as we speak. Probably. <laughs> I mean, if we really cared, why aren't we taking care of our own people here at home? Yeah. No, absolutely. Because there's not enough money in that. There you go. Hey, you don't have oil in your fucking backyard. That's why. <laughs> you get some fucking step your oil game up. <laughs> well, if that were the case, there would be uh, what eminent domain, and it would just be seized. So you mm-hmm. don't have oil in your body, you mean? Yeah, exactly. They'd seize that shit too. <laughs> They'd be ringing you out over a big ass sink somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let me move on to the next story I put in here. Um, and this is a little lighter. The guy who got dragged off a United Airlines flight. Okay, which one? Oh, that's so good. Yeah, the, the Asian pay me the Asian doctor guy. Yeah. Okay, that was that was kind of the first one that kicked off all this. I mean, you know, this stuff's been going on for a while, but this is the first one that kind of kicked off this most recent rash of of crap going on. Like I saw another video yeah, recently, you know, but but yeah, let's discuss. They, they went from zero to smear campaign on that guy rather quickly too, oh, but then yeah. it seemed like they backed off. Yeah, I noticed which, that. Which I, I feel, I feel like that was a, a conscious decision. So it, it, you know, they they brought out the old, oh yeah, this guy's been arrested for peddling prescription drugs or some something to that effect, and mm-hmm. you know, really started digging into that guy's history, and you saw a few headlines to that effect, but then all of that disappeared rather quickly too. Yep. And I thought that that was interesting because usually, you know, that that's like play one out of the playbook. You know, oh, you know, we've got some bad PR. Let's smear the victim and make it all go away. And so they started tracking down that path. And then just as soon as they went down that road, they backtracked, mm-hmm. which was interesting. And so you, you're not going to find too much of that in the headlines anymore. What the fuck is that all about? 
Yeah, that's pretty funny, though. I mean, I, I got to wonder about the thought process behind that, because it's like, well, we dragged this guy off and we really shouldn't have, but, but you know, he's a piece of shit. So, fuck <laughs> it. He, deserved, they he deserved it. He deserved it because the, the people who dragged him off obviously knew that. They at the knew, time. right, yeah. And they're like, oh, this guy's a piece of a piece of crap. He's been arrested before. Let's drag like, you know, if you really dig into it for like five seconds, it doesn't even make sense. But they had a full dossier on his past <laughs> No, they, it's all it's all about slanting the public's view of the guy. You know what I mean? So to Right. I mean, but the thing is this whole thing is mishandled from the beginning. I mean, Mike Michael, give us a give us the rundown here. Okay, so if anyone's narrative. been living in a cave in Afghanistan and they haven't heard about this, <laughs> then um, so this is probably about two weeks ago now. A, uh, they, they're just not using the internet. Like, what's his what's his face? His name? Yeah, they, they've made a choice. They made a choice. <laughs> Sensenbrenner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this guy, this guy was on a United Airlines flight, and I forget where the hell they were. They were in Chicago or something. And everyone had boarded the plane, and then United. Um, needed to fly some of their own employees down to another airport so they could take over for another crew or something. So they needed four seats. And so what they do in that case is they ask people to give up their seats voluntarily. And, you know, oh, we'll give you some money, we'll do this, we'll do that. You know, they give you incentives, right? And they got a couple people to give up their seats, but... Um, they still couldn't get, I don't know if this was the last one that they needed or there was still a couple more, but in either case, they, they resorted to, okay, well, no one else is volunteering. So we're going to, we're going to volunteer someone. We're going to volunteer, tell someone to get off. And they, they say they just randomly pick someone, you know, they have the computer do it. And so they supposedly randomly picked this guy and <clears throat> They wanted him to get off the plane, and he said, no, no, I can't. I I need to get back home, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they ended up... They played the doctor card. Right. I got patients. Mm -hmm. They need me. And then they called a security... I don't know if it was like Chicago Police or Chicago O'Hare International Airport Police or whatever, but basically a cop. And they ended up forcibly dragging him off the plane... And in the process, they, they managed to injure him. And uh, if you've ever seen the video, it's... So uh, good. So good. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he just goes limp. Which is Evan, Evan's toddler defense. That's aisle. Evan's so favorite good. defense. Yeah. <laughs> good luck moving me. <laughs> become, no become like a noodle. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, this guy's getting dragged away and his face is all bloody. I guess they hit his nose or I don't know what they did, but... Yeah, it's it's horrible. So then, like Andrew said, so they tried to apologize for it. They did a horrible job at that. Like, oh, we were trying to reaccommodate this passenger. That's the word they used, and uh, it didn't go quite right. And you know, blah blah blah. And everyone was like, ho ho ho. They're <laughs> like, yeah, okay. <clears throat> that was Oscar Munoz, the. CEO or whatever of United. And then like Andrew said, they were they tried to smear this guy. They said, Oh, he's been arrested before on like you said, peddling prescription drugs or something. And apparently he lost his license for a while. But obviously he must have it back. So and let me let me interject here. So he got his license back 
and basically what they said was you can only do you can only see patients one day a week while you're in this probationary period and they'll review it later and that day was the day he had to be while he was on the plane going to see his patients. Ah, there you go. So ah. that's why he was like, I have to go because he can only go. Basically, imagine being a doctor and then being like, well, you've got this great thing and you can make a lot of money, but only one day a week and you're going to be hosed. So that's what he was. That's what the whole deal was. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. Thank you, James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's some con- some useful context there. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's so, th- so that's the thing. They 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 smeared the guy, and I think this answers your question, uh, Dees. Uh, they smeared <laughs> the guy when they smeared him. It can The whole story came out that hey, yeah, he fucked up, and he's trying to do better, and he's trying to follow the law, and he's trying to see his patients for the one day a week, and I think people felt sorry for him. You know, and that's why they're like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? It'd be one thing if they said, this guy fucking eats fucking babies and he fucking fucks little girls. Then they'd be like, oh, shit. But that wasn't the case. He's just like a fuck up who's trying to follow the law. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm going to play uh, play a little bit of devil's advocate here. First of all, I do believe it's the airports. Not the airport, the airlines, I'll say right. But if they want to remove someone from a flight, it should be their choice. If if they're flying. Second, oh, if Whoa. they <laughs> put a pin in that one, we're coming back. That's fine. Um, <laughs> if they need to, from from the crew perspective, you know, I'm sure there's uh, there's rules that that uh, airlines and and crew members have to follow. So if this replacement crew doesn't get to the other airport then that entire flight might not go out. So that's 150 or 200 people, you know, who won't have a flight or they'll be delayed. And then what other delays will that cause? So how much are they like standing to lose by not having these new crew members? Okay. This all sounds like sound business uh, from business perspective. Okay. Okay. So from from a consumer standpoint, you're telling me I I spend, you know, five, six hundred bucks for a plane ticket or however much money I spend, you know, and I've got my entire life itinerary based on my my travel itinerary. So, you know, what's going to happen the next day, maybe, you know, jobs waiting on me and so forth. And you're telling me that the money that I've already spent to secure my spot on this plane is is moot. If the airline just arbitrarily decides, ah, we need to free up some spaces, knowing that the airlines already have a practice of overbooking flights based on some algorithm of cancellations that they know X number of seats are going to inevitably end up unfilled anyway. So let's overbook the flight by Y amount to compensate for that. Like that whole, that whole business practice is a bit shady, but understandable from a dollars and, and cents standpoint. But nevertheless, if I pay for a ticket, you're telling me that and and ostensibly to secure my spot on the plane, you're telling me that the airline should still have a right to just bump me at will? Yes. Bullshit. <laughs> but Andrew, you don't have to fly. But I, I, oh, here I, we go. Here we go. And it works its way back. Here we go. Now what I would say is, I, I, yeah, ideally, 
I mean, it is. It's it's their plane. They can let you on or not. That's the problem. They already let him on. But they right. they let him but, on. Okay. And they they sold they sold him a stake in that plane. I don't believe that. <laughs> but I mean, they, he, he paid he paid for a seat. He leased a seat on the plane. Right. So, uh, as so if you if you lease a, if you lease a car, can the can the car dealership just show up at your house and and repo it, even though your payments are on time and you've got you're, you're in good standing from an account standpoint? If they just decide, oh, we need this car for someone more important, they can just pull up to your house and throw it on the back of a truck and roll out with it. Uh, nope, I don't think that's it's how their it car. But it's their car. How come they can't do that? But the the bank can. And the, we're like, not, but we're not assume, talking about we're not talking about the bank though. We're, we're so, so assume, the, if the, you assume the airline, airline company they own the plane. The airline is a, yeah, they own the plane. I lease a seat on the plane for the duration of the flight, which is basically what your ticket is paying for. Mm-hmm. Now, what's different in that scenario than me leasing a car for a period of time from a car company that I'm paying for and my account's in good standing? There's a lot of there. Unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, laws and regulations that give airplanes a, a or you know uh, it gives airlines a kind of a carte blanche on what they are allowed to do as far as securing the plane, securing passengers, or running their business. So it's not like it, I get what you're saying, and from like the perspective of like what's fair in the world, you're absolutely right, but. From the perspective of the legal perspective, they could do that. They can remove you from the plane. You sign, you know, you're basically tacitly signing an agreement when you pay for your ticket that this might happen. It's a possibility, and of course, at ninety percent time, it never ever happens. But the the I think the thing here is that the whole thing was just mishandled. They well, it blew they, up. They, and... they overpay. They, they it's, it's a it's a common practice for them to say, "Oh, well, we're taking you off a four hundred dollar seat." Here's thirteen hundred dollars. We'll pay you thirteen hundred dollars for the seat. They do that. They over. They will pay people like double or triple what a flight thing costs. Like that. This this whole thing is just mishandled. It's like grossly mishandled. Like the guy said, "I'm a doctor. I can only work one day a week or whatever." Or I just, "I'm a doctor. I have patients." All you have to do is say, "Okay, let's find someone else," or "Okay, let's put another plane flight." Or they suck it the fuck up because that's how you know. This nine times out of ten, I guarantee you, this whole thing is because they're trying to save money, so they're double booking flight crews, or they've got one flight crew here and one flight crew there. Instead of in a, in the common practice, they might have had a flight crew at that site ready for the flight, but instead they're like, no, we're gonna move this flight crew across, not book them on the thing, and there's fingers crossed. We, we you know, there's a reason why they're in this situation in the first place. So I get I get what both of you are saying, but. You know, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it just got out of control. Yeah, you're right. They should have just said, "Okay, this guy doesn't want to give him a seat." Fine, you know. Yeah, they like, fucking. Instead, they went, they went ape shit. <laughs> Send the jackboots in and punch him in his face and drag him off the plane. Can you imagine what the other fucking people on the plane were like thinking? Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> like, if you saw that shit, you know, I I know if I saw it, I'd be like pissed. I'd be pissed. I'd probably stand up like, "What the fuck's going on?" You know. Do you like, do you think there's much of a difference between that situation and 
uh, like getting pulled over by a police officer for I'll something be honest and with saying you. resisting arrest and I'll getting taken in. If I, my what I just said when I was like, I'd probably stand up and say something because in my brain, those things I see those two scenarios as being very closely aligned. You know, it's like like I like many times I'm sitting and this is a whole nother story you know, uh, uh, about race and everything else. But many times I'm just sitting, I was outside my building, as a matter of fact, the other day smoking a cigarette, and I was thinking, oh, what would happen if some cops walked up to me right now? Because I don't probably look like I belong here. You know, I'm just standing here smoking. <laughs> I'm like out in the middle of nowhere, just, sit, just leaning against a power generator thing, smoking a cigarette. So it looks <laughs> sketchy as fuck. But, you know, and I was in my brain, my first thing I would have said to the cops was, was like, what, I don't look like I live here? You know? And I, my first thing would be to say something smart because I'd be like, you're fucking with me right now. He's got you a know? gun. He's got a gun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, if I hold the cigarette in my hand, you know? So it's like, I totally, I totally, I would, I would think that's close. To, like, I'd be like, what the fuck? You're hassling this guy. This is America. That's what I'd be like. This is America. You can't do that. <laughs> that's what I would think because it's so fucked up. You're going to pull this guy off the fucking plane. He paid for his ticket, you know? He's like everybody else. Well, Why? Well, you luckily, know? James, we have other ways of. Um, you know, reacting to the situation, well, no, like yeah, it's ticket. well, yeah, 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 no, no, no. But I'm saying, okay, so this whole thing happened, right? And yeah, maybe they were in the right legally, which is fucked up in its own right. But obviously, they fucked up, and now the backlash is so crazy. Like, how many people now are like, I'm never fucking flying United, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but that'll blow over in two weeks or so, and no, I think that's dude. what they're counting on. Do you remember? Do you remember TWA in the eighties? Nope. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I totally think this is a TWA watershed moment where they're going to be like United was already people already were like sketched out about United because of overbooking and everything else. And this guy is going to be a fucking great. He's going to like hit the best thing that ever could have happened to him is getting punched in the face and getting dragged off that plane because he's going to sue these motherfuckers and his dick is going to be so hard all the way to the bank. It's going to be awesome. I'm so happy for him. You know? Yeah, but what about his patience, man? You know? They all understand. This guy's going to retire and, you know, who's going to take care of his, his needy patience? Well, I have a You know, he's still sliding... Still sliding some scripts under the table. Absolutely. <laughs> How's he making money the rest well, of the week? This, is, this is America, Andrew. I mean, come on. This is America. Yeah. Uh, high school so, students don't get Oxycontin on their own. Yeah. But, okay, so here's my question. You said he's a doctor. He can only practice, uh, you know, he's on a probationary period. What kind of doctor is he? I don't like, know. Does he matter? No, I, no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Does he matter? <laughs> we all we all matter. Evan. I mean, if you're like, I have to get to you know a surgery to save this one person's life. Who you know, if they live, they're going to save a million lives. Or like, oh, I have to sit in an office and and write some couple things on a piece of paper. Yeah, I don't I don't know what kind of doctor he is. One one can never predict the effects of the the butterfly effect. You know how far reaching they are. Yep. Yeah, Evan, your that, favorite that, movie. That one, I that love one that paper movie. pusher. I know you do. That one paper pusher might save some kid that you know is illegitimately crossing a street at an inopportune time, and you know that kid could have become the next president to you know stabilize the whole North Korean situation. I mean, you never know. Is That's is true. you important? We're all important. Exactly. In God's eyes. 
Praise Dios. Yes. Munoz. Praise Munoz. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I prefer to, to pray to Mr. Patel, as you know. Yes, I'm well aware. That is my preferred deity. Okay. <laughs> all right. Good. As long as we got that cleared up. Um, all right, I got another. We'll, we'll move on. Enough... Enough bashing United. They've had enough. No. We'll um, come back to it. Sure. So, this next topic is the most recent shooting in France of a uh, police officer was killed and maybe another one was injured. And they did, but they did, they did shoot and kill the perpetrator. Um, I'm sure you guys saw at least something about this. I heard mention of it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So I'm just the pin. <laughs> what I what I wanted to actually talk about, I mean we can talk about this specifically, obviously, but what is going on in France? Like Dude. it seems like there's like attacks all the time now. What the hell is going on over there? La pin, la pin, la pin. Pain or like a pen? La pin. No, the the lady who's running for uh president. Oh yeah, did she win? I don't know. I have to see, but she's <laughs> she's like she's like a Trump. She's oh like yeah, a yeah, Trump yeah. over there. It's worse <laughs> than that. She'll change yeah. everything. Oh yeah, she's like yeah. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I don't know how in the loop you are uh, with this, uh, Andrew, but apparently, her father was. Uh, he was like the, the trash races, blah blah blah. <laughs> like, he's like he's <laughs> the, the founder of the French fascist party, or yeah, whatever. like he's a uh, massive. And he's like, oh, what did he say? It's so good what he said about the Jews. He was like. <laughs> And when you say good, you mean not good? Yeah, he was like, like some Jewish like group was complaining about him. He's like, oh, we'll put him in the, we'll put them in the ovens, you know? I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> Dude, he just go, it's crazy, man. And I was just like, this is, this is awesome. Like the world is falling fucking apart. It's Very not exciting awesome. stuff. <laughs> and apparently, the EU, if she becomes president, then the EU may. Uh, they're gonna kick yeah. France out. Well, no, France will. France will probably leave the EU. They'll pull a Brexit. Yeah, and if they France apparently without France there is no EU. Is what they're saying. Like That's the EU will just fall apart. I think. I think the 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 major power brokers in the EU were France, Germany, and the UK. So, what's what's know. the purpose of the EU? So it's like a trade block, sort of. Among is that. it? It's mostly about trade. I guess that would make sense. Yeah, it's mostly about. So basically, it it allowed for people. Basically, if you go to Europe and you're an EU citizen, you can just go anywhere in Europe. And if you own a business in Switzerland, not Switzerland, but in uh, England, and you can have a branch office in Cologne, Germany, and you know you can trade goods between the two locations, no problem, or between other other. Uh, you know, vendors in the country, no problem. You, you know, your trucks don't get checked. You know, you don't get export taxes a million times and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. So it's it's just basically a trade block, you know. And they they have one passport, so they can all you can move freely throughout the whole place. It's the trade like federation, that. basically. Basically, it is. <laughs> you know, minus the cool robots, but yeah. Hmm. So. So yeah, so okay, so you mentioned this this uh candidate Mar- Marine Le Pen, right? That's the 
the crazy woman who's running for yeah for uh, president of France right now. But she will probably win. I hope not. But what I what I want to know, I mean, this, this is an important topic too. We can come back to that. But what is going on with all these attacks in France? Is this happening everywhere, and we're just seeing it more in, in France? Dude, like we're hearing about it more. Fucking, well, fucking red herring. It's like a false flag shit somebody's pulling off over there. When we say all these attacks, quantify that. Th- like three, two? three. Right. Like I mean, people die every day. B. Like this shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> and and just just labeling it a terrorist attack versus an everyday commonplace occurrence puts a different spin on it but i mean can we can we really substantiate that as being a terrorist attack or you know did some lone wolf just flick off and decide to kill a cop or you know bomb a subway station or something i mean you know just, not not everything is is linked to this global terrorist agenda even though media puts that spin on it commonly right okay so somewhere a guy in a basement he has like an osama bin laden like rubber mask on his head and he's like rubbing a cat right now you know, it's like, I'm tied up my ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole conspiracy, man. You're gonna that's Doctor Claw. You're gonna call Inspector Gadget and Penny. Yeah, exactly. No, so there are there. I mean, we're just hearing about it more in France. Is that what's going on? I mean, because like, when's the last attack that happened in Germany or something? I don't know. Is are cops getting mowed down there every day too, or what? I mean, what's uh, what's the deal? You know, uh, I don't know. I think people are sort of up in arms and very afraid of the word terrorism. So it gets a lot of attention in the news and a lot of clicks. And uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of money to be made from fear. Hmm. I, I think it's been I think. I mean, I, so <clears throat> I mean, so the, the the first attack, I'll just say, was the one in 2015 at that at that venue, the Bataclan or whatever it's called, um, where it was like, you know, 130 dead, 39 wounded, 80 people dragged from their homes, you know, whatever mm-hmm. happened, right? Um, and that was like, you know, a, kind of, a sort of coordinated attack, multiple, multiple assailants in different locations and all this stuff. So there was that. And then I know there was another shooting not that long ago in France. Apparently there was a beheading in France. Jesus Christ, man. And now this whole crazy shit that happened the other day. So I don't know. Maybe it's just getting more, like you said, maybe it's just getting more press. Like maybe this stuff is going on everywhere. Like maybe in, in Tennessee right now, there are cops getting shot. We just don't hear about it. You know, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. And, you know, the the broader we, the U.S., has no uh, small role in you know, our own form of quote unquote terrorism. We kill a shitload of people that we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But it's just spun a different way. It's in the name, I mean, the name you, of you, democracy. Even as recent as like last week or a couple weeks ago, they were talking about civilian deaths from uh, their most recent um, military campaign somewhere in the Middle East or abroad where they dropped a whole bunch of bombs and a lot of innocent people died. And, you know, it's just it, on a more official scale. Hmm. 
right. Yeah, it's 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 state sanctioned, so supposedly these are just you know casualties of war, even though we're not officially at war with anyone. But if a state that we don't like sanctions the same actions, then it's terrorism. Correct. And that state leader has to be removed post-haste. Yes. yes. So it's a double standard. I don't think they use the word terrorism for that, do they? What do you mean? Like, do they call Kim Jong whatever the fuck? they call him a terrorist? No. Okay, well, maybe a if he, if he successfully tyrant. launches a nuclear weapon, then yeah, Do probably. they call Assad a terrorist? No, they call the people trying to overthrow him terrorists. I think, but mm. or rebels, right? the same people that we're backing. Yeah, I mean they're they're rebels in one context, but then right. when they're off in another country fighting for the other team, they're terrorists. But it's the same group of people. Yeah, you can't plus one one man's call... terrorists, another man's rebels. Free the Empire fighting. were the good guys. You couldn't call. You couldn't hey, call I know someone Assad who thinks that. You couldn't call Assad a terrorist because if they called Assad a terrorist. Then that would open up the floodgates for major companies, major countries to be called terrorists. You understand why they can't do that, right? It sets a bad precedent, you know. Because just like you all are saying, mm-hmm. if we pull all kinds of black bag operations and snatch people off the streets, and you know, sad teams go and kick down doors and murder a bunch of people in in Germany or something, uh, then we'd be equally called terrorists, not not a state-sponsored action or whatever you want to call it, you know? Well, semantics aside, I mean, what we do is terrifying. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not, you know, <laughs> a form of terrorism, I guess, but I, I just, I'm saying, that's why they're, go- that's why I'm answering Michael's question, that's why they're calling those people terrorists. Right, no, you know? I understand. Because... That would open up the floodgates. You can't. Right. They, they would never do that. They would never want to, the potential for them to be labeled as that. Yep. Hmm. Point point one finger at someone else. There's three pointing back at you. Yep. Now, one other thing that I didn't realize until I think not this most recent attack in Paris, but the maybe the previous one, or maybe the one before that. I guess it's ever since the the attack in 2015, the Bataclan one. Apparently they have armed, I don't know if they're military people, police officers, whatever. They have like armed people with like assault rifles just like patrolling like in Paris. We talked about that. They've been there for a lot longer than that. Have they? Yep. They yep. were around the Eiffel Tower 7 years ago. Yep. Oh, that's right. That's right. So do a lot we... of good that's doing apparently. <laughs> do we have that here? Uh, there's probably armed guards around, like, the Washington Monument somewhere. Yeah, but they're like, you know. I see, one thing I didn't see there that we have here, we have, like, even though this is going to sound dumb, but we have, like, armed park rangers standing around, and we have the Capitol Police, and we have all those things. And when I was there, I didn't see any armed, like, historical France, you know, France historical monument society group or something, you know, I didn't see anything like that there, you mm-hmm. know? So even though our guys aren't carrying, you know, M4s around, you still see them. And of course, you know, now in DC, you see guys, you see, you know, 
I guess it's different in the mindset of an American to see a soldier standing on the street corner with an M4 versus a police officer in full battle rattle with an M4. You know, we're just like, oh, okay, he's just a police officer. You know, right. it's not like, you know, and I think we're very polarized. I don't know. That's that's of, getting a little out of hand, too, in my opinion. The it, more it and more is. cops I'm seeing are like in full like SWAT, SWAT gear, as far as I'm concerned. I'm like, whatever happened to this, the regular uniform? Now they're all freaking like, you know, all, all, I was gonna say all murdered out. That's the wrong word. Um, they're all, they're all <laughs> decked out. They're all decked out. Exactly. I, I think all decked that's out accurate and, these days. Oh, could be, could be, but yeah, I mean, it's just getting out of control. And I think I've actually heard the term before the militarization of our police, mm-hmm. which I think is very, very apt. Yeah. I'm seeing that more and more, which it's worrying to me, but you know, follow the money. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, fo- follow it all the way back to like civil forfeiture. Uh oh, there that we go. Where they there get we a go. Lot of their equipment, isn't that? Here we uh, go. As of as of lately, yeah. Is is that a sore spot for you, Blower? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, you talk about the biggest crock and infringement of civil liberties. Look no further than civil forfeiture. Where was it? I think I think the Supreme Court just ruled on a case um, just the other day, and I think it was it was um, a case that came from Colorado, where these people had been convicted of a crime, and they had to, they were ordered to pay fines. You know, like let's say they're sentenced to two years in jail, and they had to pay five thousand dollars in fines, something like that. Later, their their convictions were reversed, and they were freed. You know, and they said, nope, this is, you know, null and void. But when they tried to get their money back for their fines, the court said, oh, no, 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 no. You are, you'll have to file a, a civil suit and prove even more that you deserve your money back. And so they ended up taking it all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court was like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you need to give mm-hmm. these people their money back. Like this is not right, you know. At all. Well, that's that's a good precedent then. Yeah. So, thank you to whoever went through that ordeal. Mhm. America. Yeah, hey, sometimes it works. Sometimes. <laughs> 60% of the time it works. Yeah, but how many Every people time. have the money, the money and the ability to be like, we're going to the we're going to the fucking Supreme Court with this motherfucker. How long did that yeah. take? Almost no one. Unless know. you get a lawyer who wants to make a name for themselves, and then they'll do it pro bono, whatever. Yeah, and you know, and you know what? I was reading something recently about that, where a, a lot of these cases that reach the Supreme Court these days are more a result of an ambitious lawyer finding a case rather than a you know a litigant finding a lawyer to take it up to the Supreme Court. If that makes sense. Like, you know, lawyers are out here scouring the country for cases that Mm -hmm. they can escalate to the Supreme Supreme Court and they take them on on a pro bono case uh, just for that very reason. They want to make a name for themselves or their law firm rather than makes sense, rather than these cases naturally progressing through the, the, the court system. And you've got some plaintiff that takes it all the way to the top. Like it's becoming increasingly harder for Joe Citizen 
to get his case heard at the Supreme Court because you've got all these lawyers that are out there jockeying for position. This might seem like a silly question, but does the Supreme Court handle more than one case at a time? Hmm. I don't know. I have no idea. Because those would be a very like, inefficient case, court if they didn't. I mean, because some of them can go on for you know eight months or presumably years, but some would probably be in there for a couple of days. I don't know. Just curious. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to look into that. Make a note. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll look up Supreme Court practices and you keep us uh, informed on France. Okay, I'm I'm the France guy. Fair trade. I'm the, I'm the lawyer guy. I'm the France bureau chief. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm with the AP. Uh, no, all right. I've got the next story here, James. This one's for you, since you like uh, all sorts of internet connected things here. Um, oh, this is a great a co- story. This is a great. I saw this. Yeah. I Did you? This. Okay. So a um, a company named Juicero, who had somehow miraculously raised like 120 million in venture capital to create a smart juicer or like an, an internet connected juicer for for your health. Um, of course. So, uh, what they did was they they're currently selling a four hundred dollar unit. Which was like originally, I want to say seven hundred. Mm-hmm. So already an incredibly high amount for a juicer. But does it actually juice anything? Nope. <laughs> you buy prepackaged single sir single use bags of you know fruit and vegetable pieces. They say, although it's probably just juiced in there already, and you put it in this machine, and the machine supposedly applies like the precise amount of pressure to get the optimal juicing experience, you know, up to 4,000 pounds. Um, but what they didn't anticipate is you can just squeeze the bags with your hand and the juice comes out exactly the same. So like the whole product they developed, or at least half the product they developed is completely useless in reality. (laughs) And, uh, but they were like, Oh, you know, for, for optimal freshness, the juicer will scan like a QR code on the back of the juice bag and then check our database to make sure it's fresh. Or you can look on the back of the bag where the expiration date is printed. (laughs) Yeah. Some things need to be uh, IOTIs or whatever. Yeah. So I just thought, uh, it's, it's a total waste of, a shitload of money. Look at the product. machine. Yeah. Look at you see them open the machine. It's literally like a flat panel with yeah. some hooks on it, and you close it. It's and like you smash the bag in here. Yeah. And the juice it's comes a bit, out. that's all it does. All it does is like close the bag, and then something applies pressure to it. Mm-hmm. Like how's that even? And they charge. You saw the original price six ninety nine. Uh, it was about seven hundred. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ! I bet a lot of well, you know, hey, I salute them. And we and we couldn't get fucks out of some money. And we couldn't get our thing off the ground, but some some people raised 120 million dollars for this piece of garbage. Capitalism, <laughs> capitalism. This doesn't even make sense. Now, luckily, the company is actually offering people refunds. Good. After this story I mean, came out. Yeah, I'm, well, the money's Shit. already gone, so I would have disappeared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they would have had to come come to Turks and Caicos to find my ass. <laughs> What platform did they use to raise the money? Oh, no. It's Um, like, uh, you know, they got investors. 
Yeah, it's just VC firms. Oh, so Honestly, like I think a, Google oh, I see. was a big part. Which tells you investors who people who are supposed to know are stupid. Because it's a whole, it's like, there's so many ideas you're like, that's just dumb. Guess, and guess, this is see, guess who one of the investors is? Who? Google. Yep. Like a Al- lot of it. Alphabet A lot of Inc. that money. Alphabet yeah. Inc., which is Google. Yeah. So I think hey, they that, probably that just. That firm must have had a. No, go ahead. I think they were taking like a calculated risk. They know that this product doesn't need to exist, but they think enough people might buy it that they'll make them more money. But see, and I'm about to go down like a long little tunnel here, but this is like a prime example of a group of people drinking their own Kool-Aid for so long that they think that this isn't a product someone would be interested in buying. I don't know a single person in my circle of friends and even on my like periphery circle of friends who would buy a $700 juicer, you know? And not to mention the, the individual bags of juice are like $7. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And it's a one it's a one time shot. Like regular people couldn't afford this. I'm still confused as to why fucking people are buying seltzer water machines. Those are well, kinda cool, honestly. The, it the, they're nice to have. I had one a long, long time ago because my dad the always the salesman used to sell products like that. And it's great, let me tell you. I don't know why people like seltzer water. It's disgusting. Carbonated apple juice Agreed. delicious. I don't get it. I'm so confused by this whole concept, James. Anyway, th- that's another topic for our our, our James. It is no. I was gonna say that, <laughs> but I didn't want to go that far. But I was about to say that's something your peoples do. It's so, cult- it's cultural. Yeah, it is. Cult- cultural. Yeah, it's like we'll cream say, that's a very elegant and, way to say it. Thank you. you know, so well, well, you know what else? You know what else whatever. is cultural? What's that? Seven hundred dollar juicers that executives <laughs> at Google would buy, but not you know just the little people like like you and me. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. They've been drinking their right. own Kool-Aid. To them, they think, oh, this is an important product. Like, we can, we should invest millions of dollars in this. Yeah, oh, this How will many be great. They must have had a hell of a PowerPoint presentation at the yeah. end exactly. this thing. Probably, like, probably was a fucking blowjob in the middle of that presentation. <laughs> the entire 30-page PowerPoint was just buzzwords after buzzwords. Like, not actually right. describing yeah. anything. It's like health. Synergy. Right. Whatever. Any, Integration. Antioxidants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, peak performance. Yeah. <laughs> it just ends with peak performance. No, the last slide is just dollar signs. Yeah. Pretty yeah, ridiculous. this Yeah, this thing is ridiculous. So, I thought that was funny. Oh, here we go. Uh Oh, this is mine. Okay, cool. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. So, um basically, this is a really funny funny story actually. So <laughs> funny and scary. Yeah, but you know. Okay, so a prison in Ohio uh had a bunch of uh prisoners uh, obviously rebuilding the computers <laughs> and then they put the computers up inside the ceiling, ah, put them into the patch panel. I saw this and, one too. Yeah, and then got into and were stealing another prisoner's ID. Or they used another prisoner's ID to buy things and do other stuff. And they were doing, uh, I think they got them on wire fraud and a few other things. But it, they've been doing this for years. Like, I don't know, like four years or something has been going on. Um, and the, the, the thing is, I, so I talked to, so I work at an IT security firm. So I, I was kind of in a thing uh, in my uh, happy hour talking to some of the people about it. 
And they were like, why didn't the guards, you know, catch them? Why didn't the guards <clears throat> say something to them? These guys walking around with computers, you know, because they've been walking around moving computers from place to place and rebuilding machines and stuff. And I think it's just a case of like social engineering. Like people, they're like, oh, he doesn't have a gun. He must be doing. He must be doing something he's supposed to be doing. It's it's right. just a funny, weird thing. You know, and if you there's pictures of the patch panel, so you know uh, anyone who's listening to the show, go look at this article. The patch panel just looks like all hell. You know, it just looks horrible. Poor wire and, management practices. Yeah, exactly. There's no Velcro anywhere, <laughs> and I guarantee you, there's nobody there who like there's no IT guy on site. So <laughs> no Velcro, you know. but they pieced together a couple computers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No Velcro. But that's so, funny though. They're like. You know, spent uh, spent five years in jail, get access to the internet. Step number one, crime. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know. I mean, I'm not a criminal, and many times I'm sitting from my computer, I'm like, what criminal shit can I do with this thing right now? <laughs> I mean, that happens all it's the time. It's going so. to waste here playing games. Yeah, exactly. I could be fucking some shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, how many times you ever sitting for your computer like, why am I not a hacker in like Czechoslovakia right now? Like, I I need to step my Czechoslovakian hacking game. You up. couldn't pick a better country. No, it's a, it seems a good like a good hacking place. Bulgaria. I, I would have. I would have never. Uh oh. Go ahead. No, no. Say what you're no, going to go say. Ahead, I feel like something was good there. No, no, it wasn't anything profound. I, I would have <laughs> never progressed as far in my computer skills if it wasn't for criminal shit. Like my first. I was, you know, so maybe I'm dating myself a little bit here, but back before the internet was the internet, there was America Online. And that was kind of my introduction to what is now known as the internet. And I'm like eight or nine years old at the time when AOL is just becoming a thing. And the very first thing that I started doing on there was figuring out how to hack it, like how to find credit card algorithms and use those to generate credit card numbers to make fake AOL accounts that, you know, that they would accept from a billing standpoint. And then, and then from that, uh, spurred an interest in programming. So I learned visual basics so that I can like automatically generate fake credit card numbers based on these algorithms that I somehow found online to mirror a a legitimate credit card. So anyway, so, and it goes, that rabbit hole goes a lot deeper than that, but Point being, were it not for the criminal aspect of computing, I would have never even eventually landed in IT as a career field. Right. I I might say a very similar thing. And and I'm glad that you were creating fake credit cards just to form new AOL accounts instead of like stealing identities, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Well, they were also being used to make long distance calls and, you know, <laughs> fairly harmless. <laughs> Those okay. are the Halcyon days right there. Like back in the day before there was like some like, oh, we're going to check this credit card right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, those are those are the golden days, man. I wish I'd been that smart back in those days. But that's another <laughs> podcast we could talk about, like the things we could have done. Um, but, yeah, so I thought this was an interesting story. Uh, honestly, I salute the prisoners. Because I love when I see I love I love when I see people get over honestly and this is like a thing that was easily mitigated and because of the the state I mean and mind you so as a person who works in the IT field and I think all of you work in the same field as me in various levels of 
height or different angles, branches, but different disciplines, right? Yeah, different disciplines. But I think we can all see there's a few things wrong here. So this is the state's the state state's corrections network. I don't know how far that net go, network goes, but this is that network, and they were able to build computers, get an OS on them, and then get them up on the network. So they built the computer. Let's say they didn't put a they didn't put a Windows on it. They just found a hard drive of Windows on it and booted into it, and installed the drivers or some got drivers somehow or whatever. Okay, there's lots of problems wrong with there. Why weren't the machine the the hard drives wiped or zeroed out or something? Okay. If the hard drives, if the computers were already done with, again, why weren't the drives zeroed out or destroyed? If they built the machines or they were able to get this or get on the internet, how are they able to get on the internet? You know, why doesn't a fucking prison have port security? Mm-hmm. You know? You know, I never I, think I, they would need it. Yeah, I mean, Evan, I'm sure you remember, uh, was it CSE? Yeah. Yeah, I'm putting all our history out there, but, you know, I mean, they had port security on the network, right? Mm -hmm. Am I wrong here? I'm making that up? Yeah. So you plug into the network and it was, you know, Mac Philly, like it would immediately kill your connection. It's just crazy. Like this this is like mind boggling to me that you could do this. Yeah, well, not not every place has uh, such such security measures, unfortunately. Um, This is like stringent measures. We're talking about basic. We're talking about a security measure in 2010. Or 2008 or whatever, that was a security measure. It's 2017 now, dog. You know? No, but a lot of that stuff uh, costs money, you know? It just barely costs money, dude. It just costs skill and time. Now, I wonder if... This is a, this is a if, state... This is not like Joe's corporate prison that's struggling right now, okay? <laughs> this is like a, the fucking state, the government. They. This is a bare minimum. This is a bare minimum. This is like... Do the doors, do the bars have locks? You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a minimum requirement. I wonder if it actually was fairly well locked down, and if one of the prisoners responsible for setting it up, like, actually had a networking background, and what if the Switch had, like, default credentials, and we're like, oh, okay, it's mine now. Yeah, mm, could be. Plot twist. I mean, yeah. they say right here, so I don't, they don't, of course, they don't explain exactly how these things were set up, because, you know, it's just a... It's just a stupid article, but it says, okay, they, the prisoners used, used the PCs for a number of activities, including several criminal acts like identity theft and credit card fraud. It says they were able to network their PC, whatever that means, by using a guard's password. The use of this account on days when the guard wasn't on shift tipped off the prison system administrators that something was awry. Hmm. So they're doing some kind of security. They, they, they were, that's... That's something above average. So they, they must they have some using inside a guard's threat. password. How did they get the guard's password? Either they saw him type it in somewhere. Shoulder surfing. Yep. Or yeah. he, he gave it to them for some reason. You know? Yeah. Or someone was like, hey, what's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> yeah. But there's, what was so there's the name of the first street you lived on as a child? <laughs> there's some insider threat protections because they were able to find out, like, like something, the, uh, the standard setup wouldn't have red flag this as being an odd thing. So someone is looking at something mm-hmm. for them to have caught this. So see, they're, they're trying. It's weird they have some insider <laughs> threat situation going on, but they don't have a uh, they don't have basic physical and network security. Hmm. Well, alright. Uh, 
you found your you found your market, James. Go, I did. go sell them. Exactly. I will. I will. You gotta be part of that red team, right? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I wish. I know. Alright, so <laughs> next story. So I know you wish your life meant anything, I know. <laughs> so I'm sure you guys have seen this, but um there was another another dump of tools from uh the group called Shadow Brokers. So they released a whole slew of uh, tools and hacks that are aimed mainly at Windows computers, but also at other platforms. Now, unfortunately for us, or fortunately, uh, Microsoft has patched most of these vulnerabilities now. So as long as you're up to date, you should be protected. Um, one quote, though, from this particular article on uh, this is from Motherboard which is a vice um, site. The guy says, I just thought it was funny. He says, this is internet God mode for Microsoft computers. <laughs> which I just thought was kind of funny. IDDQD. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can, you can download this whole, this whole slew of stuff. Um, but like I said, most of it's been, already patched so but maybe it'll give you some ideas if somebody uh like where did this come from they hacked the nsa or something and then they got the stuff or Mm -hmm. so do you think somebody you think the nsa actually got hacked do you think somebody was just like some of the nsa was like what we're doing is wrong here's a bunch of stuff like they got snowdened yeah i don't think it was an outside job if that's what you're asking yeah. yeah. Was, I'm sure it was a leak of some sort. Yeah. Intentional or not. I just can't see. I mean, I'm sure there's ways to penetrate the NSA, but it just seems like there's something like this to keep happening. I feel like it has to be either one big link that we're gradually getting over time or, you know, several small leaks. People are now becoming emboldened to, like, strike every, back at the man or whatever. Every agency is going to have their spot uh their time in the spotlight yeah mm-hmm. is that is that is that a that's that a promise a guarantee? is that a promise from the, from the perpetrator <laughs> allegedly so 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 the, these were nsa tools that got leaked yep yeah this batch and previously so, there were fbi and cia that got leaked also now, what's what's the purpose of the NSA and all these other agencies in collecting this information and using these tools to the extent that they do? Not um, not the stated purpose, but you know, peel back the layers a little bit. What's really going on with that? If I was the NSA, I'd want to have everything, and I'd want my fingers to be in every pie, whether it's legal or not, whether it's like. On this side of the in the U.S. border or not, I'd want to be in in the know of everything. And what would you do with that information? Probably nothing. So what's, <laughs> what's the point? Probably try to probably try to store it in a massive server farm sponsored by Cisco and Intel out in the desert. That's probably yeah. what I'd do with it. And then what? <laughs> Still, well, nothing. it can be helpful should you need to uh, assemble information on someone. Assemble a team. For for a for a convenient uh, purpose, mm-hmm. 
Um, and I actually wonder, I, you know, I have no doubt so, that we all have files on some server. Some BM? Bowel movements? Blackmail? Oh, oh. I'm sure. <laughs> I, went, I went the wrong way there. <laughs> I, I totally, I, I'm certain that, I mean, so I was talking to, who was I talking to the other day? I can't remember his name, but I was talking to somebody the other day talking about, like, why this whole thing called the country works like how this whole thing works this whole crazy thing we call society yeah and i think (laughs) and that's exactly right and i think the way this all this whole thing works is because not be not because human beings are naturally good hearted things but because we're you know the there's right now there's someone strong in power and they're they basically have a gun to our heads they're like be good or I'll put you in jail, or I'll fine you and take a bunch of money away and set you back in your life goals, or I'll fucking kill you uh, and call it, like, whatever, execution, you know? And it, so we're like, oh, okay, I guess we'll be good, you know what I mean? And of course, there's societal reasons we also be good, but, you know, and and so I think, I know that's like, what are you talking about? But basically, that whole, like, mentality the CIA only works because, and the NSA, because they collect information and then leverage that information for power. So blackmail, yes, absolutely, 100% they're doing that. I guarantee you they're doing that, you know? Um, I think movies probably are less have, it, less have it wrong than we think when it comes to, like, blackmailing people and getting people to do what you want because you know things about them and that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, there's, I forgot where it was, but they were talking about that, like, back in the 50s, they were doing that back in the whole, like, Kennedy time period where they were like getting pe- getting video of people like fucking lady boys or something and then like using it to get to leverage them to get things done mm-hmm. you know so they're that's they're still it's still happening and China 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 does it they've been doing that stuff for years you know that's why they have all those things in your security clearance paper saying don't uh you know don't owe anyone any money and don't, you know, if you have financial problems, let us know before you get your clearance because we won't give you one. You know, don't cheat on your wife while you're there. Like, they have all these rules because, you know, they know you can be blackmailed. It's a huge tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that uh, the clip? I think it was from Saturday, Saturday Night Live with Eli Manning. He was in court and and they were like, uh, as... Uh, Evidence A, I would like to present the uh, the accused's internet history from last night. He's like, uh, I, I'd rather plead guilty. <laughs> oh, then, then have his internet history yeah. presented as evidence? Yeah. Wow. How, yeah, how many other people would take that same option? If, if given a choice between the two, putting your internet history on front street? Yeah. I mean, for any of us, it's probably not a huge deal. But if if we were like in political power or something, then there might be an issue. That's why you can live like De Niro and Heat, man. Gone, yeah, sixty seconds Ready flat, to walk right? Away. Yeah, right. fast and violent. Well, that too. But you know, <laughs> don't be in any situation you can't get out of in like fucking sixty seconds or whatever he says. Yeah, I'm, okay. you know, I'm that's definitely rules, screwed. That's rules live by. <laughs> Do we all have a giant magnet within reach? <laughs> oh, before I forget, I just want to mention one little thing. It's not really related. You guys saw that um, that football player who was 
who yep. who was suicided. Yep. Yeah. So let's go. So what happened there? Yeah, I've been wondering about that myself. Who was this? What's his name? Uh, Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez, the former New England Patriot player who was yep. who's been in jail for some time for like a double homicide or some shit like that. All right. So apparently he was he was already convicted of one homicide and had like a life sentence or something already. Yep. And now and then most recently he was on trial for another double homicide, but he was found not guilty of that, I think. Mhm. And then after that they found him dead in his cell. He apparently hung himself. So here right. here's the working theory that I've read so far on that. Is that and then and then we I think we can speak to your broader point of whether or not he actually really committed suicide or whether that whole thing was staged. But the the theory based on the assumption that the suicide legitimately happened is that he was in the process of appealing his original murder conviction. Um and so if based on some obscure law in whatever jurisdiction that he was convicted under, if you die process of appealing, then your original conviction doesn't stand. It's nullified. And so in the eyes of the law, he is no longer guilty because he was appealing his his verdict while he died. And so what that means in the larger scheme of things is that his um, contract being voided by from the New England Patriots um, would have to be reversed and his family would be entitled to whatever payout he would have received. I think I saw a figure to the extent of like 15 million or something like that. Which would go to his daughter or his or his family to to manage that estate, and so the theory being this was an act that he took in order to safeguard his family's you know provide for his family's financial security. You know, Andrew, I heard that too, but I saw it on a questionable post on Facebook. So I'm Look not at the source. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how credible that is unless unless you you got it from a reliable source i'll say well what what's a reliable source these days i mean so you saw it on the internet it's bullshit i mean you know it was some some mainstream media outlet but what what does that really mean in the grand scheme of things i mean they've got videos of cnn doctoring on-site quote-unquote location footage that they're actually shooting on a green screen and so you know i don't put much stock in credible sources either but anyway that that being said did he really commit suicide or is there something else going on there? Because they found a, a, a note to his quote unquote gay lover that he had while he was in whoa, incarcerated. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I didn't mean, hear about that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Apparently he left a suicide note to his daughter and his gay lover in jail. And mm. now and now his gay lover's on suicide watch based on what the stories are saying. What? Yeah, how was, about that? Was someone like out to Smear his impeccable reputation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe there was some retaliate, you know, retaliatory aspect of this based on whatever recent case he was acquitted of. Um, you know, because I think there was another defendant involved in that, and you know, maybe things got sideways there, and street culture kicked in and took care of the problem. <laughs> Who knows? That's. I thought you were going somewhere else. I thought you were like. These football fans, man, they're ravenous. They'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> they hold grudges. <laughs> football fans are crazy. I don't know if you've ever seen them in their natural element, but uh, in their natural habitat, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty wild. 
It's true. It's true. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. When when the news story first broke, it sounded highly suspicious to me. Like, oh, this guy just like he's been in jail for however long he's been in jail. Now he gets acquitted of some other crime and all of a sudden he goes and commits suicide. But it right. does it does lend some credence to the theory because, you know, up to this point, if he had this other charge hanging over his head, and it wasn't sure how this, you know, particular gavel was going to fall on the guilty or not guilty side, then I can see how, you know, that would at least give him a reason to live long enough to see how this thing is going to play out before he takes the step. Maybe this was part of the, the roadmap all along and he just needed to get that not guilty verdict so he can execute his plan. If the theory holds true. I mean, I don't know. I'd be interested to know if that was a legitimate conversation he had with a lawyer. The lawyer was like, look, man, the way out of this is to appeal the case and then hang yourself. And he was like, word. Or if he found it in a book somewhere. Or I mean, these bodies are his, right? Him, like, he did what? this work. Work? What? Wait a minute, he, ki- he killed you're, these motherfuckers, right? You're, you're speaking Miami cartel oh, slang yeah. right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but this is... He did this, right? I mean, uh, yeah. Allegedly. He, so allegedly, then this was his only way out. He killed they're, they're someone? The, yes. Theoretically, yes, he killed someone. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm but look, I mean, I'm who, looking at this. I'm looking at his at this aftermath from everything that happened. And dude, he lost all these contracts. They pulled his fucking like uh, his Hall of Fame photo from. From I mean, come on, man. I'm not. I'm not concerned about that. I want to know where he got the idea for the loophole. Right. Mm. Right. Like, that's is such, that something that's such he a crazy found himself? Like, that's such I, a crazy I, thing. Is that valid everywhere? Is that like that's the law well, of the land here if in it's America? Actually, I true, mean, and not just a Facebook story. No, it's on it's in Wikipedia. I don't know what that means, but it's in Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. okay, it's definitely yeah. legit now. Yeah, yeah. Some some someone who a fan who really loves him wrote it in, so it's got to be <laughs> legit. Yeah, his gay lover with uh, prison internet access mm-hmm. edited his Wikipedia article. <laughs> Probably. Shit, you said, that was in Ohio? Oh, no, it was somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What is with people, man? I just don't even get this. Like, you know, all all these other things aside, dude. What's this guy thinking? You got Yeah, what's he thinking, bro? <laughs> like, he has a fucking, he had a, he has a, he had a, it says here, he had a, uh, hold on, let me find it again. Yeah. Multi-million had, dollar contract. Saito Sports and Puma canceled their endorsement deals with him. Okay, Puma canceled the deal after his arrest. Saito Sports canceled uh, a few days prior to his arrest. Um, Prize-winning so photo from his, rookie, uh, from his rookie season was removed from uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, sports memorabilia company Panini America uh, removed <laughs> his stickers. Yeah, the sandwich company. Um, and it's Pro spelled Panini. Sandwiches. But uh, yeah, they removed 500,000 sticker books, which had yet to been sent to collectors, and replaced them with Tim Tebow. University of Florida took his name and likenesses down from all their football facilities. I mean, come on, dude. There's so much to lose. Like, I feel like maybe I've just been too poor all my life. So, <laughs> so I just would cherish, like, the ability to have money. But, you know, I feel like this guy should know better. Like, I feel like he should, I feel like he's also been poor. You know, he's Every, obviously hood as fuck, so he should know not to, you know, fuck it up. Or maybe maybe that's because he maybe he's hood as fuck, so he doesn't know to, not to fuck it up. I don't know. I think everyone has a switch. Or, like, if it's, or a line, if it lines cross, like, man, fuck it. So, I, I don't know much about the the alleged murders or his, his situation, but 
Fuck it. It's that, it's that hood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That hood yeah. came out. You take a man out the hood, but you know how the rest of the saying goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The but guy did something. James. He's like, let's stop this motherfucker out. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's like the fucking guy with the dog fighting thing. Mike yeah, Vick. Michael Vick. Yeah. yeah. Dude, come on, man. Same. That's the same thing. I mean, okay, yeah, he didn't murder anyone, you know. But still, I get that's they, like I mean, that's so ridiculous too. It's like really, bro. Really? Even though I don't agree with the dog fighting, I get it. I get that's a kind of a. Mm, I hate to say this, it's probably like a sort of a cultural thing, where he was where he's from. He's like that's perfectly fine, you right? Know? And it's not a big deal. It's killing somebody is pretty much universally wrong. So you know, it's. Like, he probably thought, oh, it's not a big deal. It's frowned upon. But he's like, these pita faggots. You know, that's probably what he's thinking, you know? Right. Like, who like they're making a, a big deal out of nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? It is, I, I'll agree that it is cultural, not in the way that we referred to previously as black and white, um, but in, like, the sense of the United States versus, like, Thailand, where they have, yeah. you know, cockfighting all the time. It's just, an, it's, we have a certain sensitivity towards domesticated animals that doesn't really need to exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go to China to the grocery stores, dogs are, this yeah. dog is stock stacked up like cordwood in the corner. Yep. Yeah. And in India, the cow is sacred. You know, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The standards Absolutely. are different everywhere you go. Sacred. They must delicious. think we're total savages. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that, that whole Mike Vick thing, it, I don't know. It, it it was a smear campaign in its own right for whatever reason, and I don't I wouldn't even venture to make a guess at what was behind it. You know, I mean, obviously he's dogfighting that runs afoul of some laws and and so forth. Great, but I feel like that thing blew up a little bit more than it probably should have or would have if it were someone else. Like he, there there was a witch hunt going on for Mike Vick, and they found something to hang their hat on with the whole dogfighting thing. Well, the dog fighting thing was the worst possible thing he could have got caught up on. He he would have been better off if he had like raped somebody or kicked somebody's ass or something, because <laughs> people are just so sensitive about fucking dogs. And even if let's say there let's say there is a hypothetical winch hunt out for him, okay. The the the, the thing is, regardless of what it is, that thing took a life of its own because you have so many people so sensitive about animals that as soon as that happened. People are going to be losing their fucking mind, asking for his fucking blood in a cup so they can have a everyone can have a sip, you know. So, yeah, he was he just it's the wrong thing. It's just the wrong thing. There might have there probably was something out for him. I don't know, but he was just he could couldn't have got caught doing something worse, you know, for Americans, you know, like it, yeah. it, like you know in the in the movies they say in the movie industry they will reject the movie if a dog dies in it. Because really? Americans are so polarized against that concept that they would rather see a hundred civilians die before they would show a dog getting killed, and they will edit so they'll edit those scenes out of movies. Isn't that like they because they know Americans won't see them? They won't like them. They won't want to see a movie where that happens. Well, that's like the whole premise with John Wick. Um, no, absolutely, yeah, exactly. So well, there you go. People, yeah, that's people, the whole movie. Is basically, him, this is yeah. avenging his dog, basically. Yeah, people basically said. Everything that John Wick does in this movie is okay because he they killed his dog. And he went so over the top, like it wasn't even necessary. Now, mind you, I love John Wick. It's a great movie. It might be one of the best action movies of the fucking, you know, of the of this 
whatever they call in this time period right now, this decade, you know, <laughs> it was a great movie, you know, but that he's so over the top that it's like out of the box. It doesn't even make sense. Like he's carrying it to like a level where you're like, what the hell over a fucking beagle, you know? So, yeah. And on that note, uh, we would like to say goodbye to someone else. Our, our guest for today. Thank you very much for joining us. Cops are at my door. I've got to split, guys, and find a new place to broadcast from. (laughs) (laughs) The pirate radio station will continue on in your name. Indeed. Yes. Well, thank you for having me, gentlemen. Always a pleasure, and I look forward to the next time. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, guys. Bye. Take it easy. Make sure to close that uh, mumble. Yep. Giving away our secrets, our trade secrets. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, All right. What do we got here? Some uh, some router hacking. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought this is funny because they have a picture of uh, the the prototypical Linksys router. Is that the WRT fifty four G? Yeah, it looks like it. Oh, it's a slightly newer version. But, oh, that's the L. Oh, uh, whatever. Oh, that's the one everyone likes, right? Well, that's the one that you can hack. Or you can. I mean, you, you can, can hack all of them. Yeah, but the thing is, that one's Linksys, like made for it. Yeah, I mean, Linksys was like, okay, so our routers are popular because you can put these third-party firmwares on there. Let's just like officially support one that has. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it comes preloaded with DDWRT, but it's officially supported. So hmm. those got even more popular. Nice. Unfortunately, they're slow by today's standards, but this still works. <laughs> I I I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't like Linksys. Okay, bro. I don't like Linksys. I don't know if you do. I know James doesn't. They're fine. I have two of those routers, James. I don't use them, but I have them. Um, I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with them, but I, I don't. It won't be like if I go buy a router, it won't be a Linksys. I'll buy you know a Cisco or a Netgear or something like that. I mean, there are better ones now, but in their day, Linksys was good. They were the router. That was like yeah. the first router you had and the best one you could get. I had Linksys. I had Netgear. Yeah, Netgear's back in the good day. Too. Yeah, they were a back in the day router. But um so with this particular story, what's going on is um it's saying there's multiple varieties of Linksys router, different models are vulnerable to flaws. <clears throat> they can be taken over remotely. So someone can scan the internet find your router and if it's one of these vulnerable ones they can just get into it so uh, this is actually like way more widespread than linksys i think since you know a lot of companies don't develop all their own hardware they'll use you know some broadcom chipset sure like anything using that chipset which is fucking so many routers they're they're all vulnerable now the thing is there are newer firmwares that you can load on them but you don't necessarily know if your router has already been compromised. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it may not be wholly effective. So they used our, our favorite uh, tool that we haven't talked about in a while, but they used Shodan ah. to uh, scan scan the internet and find, find, so, find some routers. So they found... Um, It says, researchers found more than 7,000 devices impacted by the security flaws at the time of the scan. Um, It says they performed a mass scan of about 7,000 devices. We found that 11% 
of the 7,000 exposed devices were using default credentials and therefore could be rooted by attackers. Well, that's problem number one there, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. exactly. But see, the other problem here, and I've seen this in, in, um, in the past also, is so normally your router, you cannot get to the administrator interface of your router except if you're inside the network, right? Right. You're on the internal LAN as opposed to, you're not supposed to be able to get to it from the WAN interface unless you specifically turn that on. But apparently some routers, either that's not an option to turn it off, or you turn it, you think you turned it off, but it, it didn't actually, like, take effect. Like, you uncheck the box, or you check, you know, the box, don't allow WAN access, but it's still allowing WAN access. Right. Awesome. So, that combined with the, of course, you know, default credentials, um, <laughs> there you go. A little on topic, a little off topic. You know what my favorite router ever was? Belkin. Was, uh, no, I don't think I ever had a Belkin router. Oh, SMC, I'm sorry. I had, yeah, I had the SMC uh, barricade, and it had the uh, parallel print server on it. Did you have Did you have the one that had a um, serial port so you could attach a 56K modem to it? It may have already, it may have also had that. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you were going to say D-Link. No. I do have... Uh, you used to have a I D-Link. Actually, I don't have any D-Link routers. I have a couple D-Link switches. Oh, there okay. you I'm a, uh, I'm a mixed... I'm all mixed over here, unfortunately. I'm all mixed up. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm all mixed up. No. So my switch that's right here next to my computer is Netgear. Um, but out in the living room... There's another switch that I had bought off eBay a long time ago that's actually branded Gateway, like Gateway 2000, you know? Oh, yeah. Which is kind of weird. But it's very used... it's very plain, you know? But it is a smaller switch. Like, it's not like a huge, you know, whatever. So yeah, I hesitate to call it a business <laughs> switch just because it's so small. But I don't know. It's very plain. Um, and then, of course, I have the the router that you need to use for FiOS. So you have to use a specific router that's basically Verizon branded. I'm not even sure who makes it, to be honest. Hmm. But whatevs. That reminds me. I think I've told you guys in the past that my dad used to take me to Heckinger's when that was a thing. And oh, yeah. he would just go shopping and I would just stand there looking at axes and hatchets. Yes. Until he was done? Yes. He also used to take me to uh, the Gateway store on Rockville Pike in Gaithersburg. Gaithersburg? Yeah. Yeah. To just, like, look at computers. And I was like, wow. So it may, It's I, got, like, 128 megabytes of RAM. What? Only $3,000? Hell of a deal. So, James, <laughs> James and Evan, let me ask yeah. you guys this. So, Gateway had set up stores, I'll just say, all across America. I don't know how many stores they had. <laughs> But, Seven stores. But they had stores. We know that, right? Yep. Um, and they used to advertise the fact, and they had the cow boxes and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. What did they do wrong that Apple did right? And I'm talking um, about how Apple started opening stores everywhere, and they're obviously the success that they are now. I think yeah, it was just... just Gateway was too early, maybe? Too early. But... 
So would the Apple Store be successful if the only thing they sold there were computers, laptops, and i and iMacs, basically? Like if there were no phones, if there wasn't a wall of accessories. Hmm. I think because the Gateway Store was just laptops and desktops. Right. I think I think the Apple Store works because of the iPhone's popularity, and I think the Gateway Store was in a time when people were amazed by computers, but had even less need of computers than they do now. Yeah. You know. So just imagine if I had said I'm going to open up a VR store, and had and opened up 20 million stores all across the country that exclusively sold VR headsets, all priced at a thousand dollars. People would be like, "What?" Like it'd be <laughs> it'd be cool and novel, and kids like Evan would go there and say, "Ah, I really want this. This is awesome!" And they try it out on the demos and stuff, and maybe I'd sell one or two units a day to rich people around who really wanted them, but otherwise it wouldn't make sense. And I think that's the same thing for the thing. Like CompUSA worked because they sold a million different things. You know, it was like a Walmart of computer crap, you know? But even then... It didn't work that well, apparently. Well, no, but that was because of poor management and not keeping up with the times and everything else. It's it's like what I was saying about the dictator and natural, natural selection. Eventually, if you use a stick... For the entire time you're operating, eventually, you know, the stick's going to come back for you. You know, you have to, you can't be a dick your entire life and then expect think good things to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think happened at CompUSA. I think it's inevitable. Every time you have some company doing dickish things, they're going to fucking collapse into themselves eventually. Just, just for context, the first Apple store opened in 2001. Mm-hmm. Just so you guys know. So no iPhones. I, I, uh, had to have they had must have had iPods though, could be, could be. And I they so Apple was selling iPods, laptops, and things like that. And they're probably selling them in a trendy liberal area where they're going to do a lot of good business. So the first iPod came out in November two thousand one, and the Apple Store the first Apple Store opened in May two thousand one. So shortly after they opened the first store, I guess the they first start... store. Where was the first store? San Francisco. Oh no, New York, a lot, Wichita, a, Kansas, a lot closer to home. DC, Tyson's Corner Center, Fairfax County, Virginia. Really? Yeah, that's where the first Apple Store ever was. Surprised you guys don't know that. Well, Are you that. actually surprised we don't know that? Yeah, we don't well, care about Apple. Somewhat. It's kind of a you big deal when it happened. So, <laughs> yeah, the things that we were that we remember and choose to forget, huh? Exactly. Yeah, if I was to pick something I remember from 2001, it didn't have anything to do with the Apple Store. Um, it had to do just, with formatting uh, iPods in the in the. Check your privilege, Michael. <laughs> check your privilege. What? Um, <laughs> Take a nap behind the counter. That's right. That's right. Um, check my privilege. That's no, funny. but uh, yeah, that's funny I, coming from you, James. No, okay. Um. <laughs> um yeah, I think the Gateway store was just was too much. It was remember that store that opened across the street from CompUSA, Computer City? I do remember. Is that yeah. Computer City? Yep. Yeah. How could you have two computer stores within like two hundred feet of each other? I thought that was funny, actually. I was like, this is CompUSA here. I was like, huh, this is Computer City. I was like, let's go check it out. I actually oh. didn't know about <laughs> CompUSA when I first went into Computer City. 
and I only went there once, and I guess it was when they were closing because like everything was on clearance. Oh, uh, it was when my dad got his, our first laptop, and there was no modem, so we went and bought a PCMCI twenty eight eight K modem. Awesome for like three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Jesus, you know what's funny, Evan? We bought our first quote unquote high speed modem at Computer City. Also, yes, we bought a external serial. Uh. 336 modem made by Global Village. Excellent. And it was, you know, for our Mac. It's because that's what we had, obviously. So that must have uh-huh. been like 96, maybe? 95, 96? Sounds about right. Something like that. Yeah, because we bought the computer. 288 modems existed. But for some reason, when they, they gave us the modem it was that came with the computer, it was 2400 baud. Blazing fast. Mm-hmm. Blazing but fast. But 288 already existed. And, like, if you went and bought a modem that day, it was 288. You know, there was no 2400. I was yeah. like, why did they give us a slowest modem? I guess they're trying to get rid of them. I don't know. Thanks, Apple. Mm-hmm. And that modem was also made by Global Village. Anyway. What were we talking Trip about? Trip down memory lane. Oh, yeah. Blapples? Yeah, Blapples. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I still had that website. No. Um so I could do nothing with it. Correct. That reminds me I watched the the link that you sent or that you tagged James and I in. Which one? About uh respecting white feelings in the workplace. Oh yeah. What? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a I didn't you know. See that. It's a, I didn't see that. It's a, it's a satire. Yeah. It's it's hilarious. Oh, you like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, James, you'll have to watch that later. It's it's uh, pretty good. Okay. All right. So, all right. If you have a Linksys router, A, panic. B, <laughs> you suck. C, update it. Hopefully, Linksys has released an update. Although, from past experience, uh, we know that a lot of these router companies don't actually release updates for their routers, especially the slightly older models. Yep. So it might be time to upgrade. Yeah. Plus, uh, Linksys probably has firmware updates, but they don't really make an effort to notify people, and people don't make an effort to register. So register yourself online. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Give them your address. Yeah. Tell them how many guns you have. Uh huh. <laughs> Do you believe in America? It's like, man, these questions are weird. Uh, that's good i like that all right james so looks like you're up yeah so i'll be i'll I'll keep this quick um so uh i go i i i got i ordered an hcc vibe we talked about this two weeks ago and uh, i received it in the mail and set it up and have been playing with it on and off not often enough probably um and I'm enjoying it. It's pretty amazing. Did it change your life? Uh, I think it's close to life changing. It um, opens some new doors. I think I haven't found the app that's going to make me be like, ooh, you know. But it, it shows to see what's possible. It's pretty. It's pretty cool to see what's possible with the technology. Mm-hmm. Um. So the setup was pretty, pretty, pretty. For me, it's pretty easy. I can see other people being having having problems with it. 
but basically inside the box you get the HMD, the head-mounted display. You get two remote, con- two controllers, uh, for lack of a better word. It's basically a remote control with a round sensor on top, a halo sensor on top, um, that's covered, studded in these little IR receivers or sensor things, whatever. Um, and then you receive uh, a shit ton of wires. And looking at everything laid out is pretty daunting. And I didn't take any pictures because I'm stupid, but um, there's a probably Big like fat dummy. Yeah, there's probably about 25 different cables and wires and things. But it's it, it, it's pretty simple. Basically, it goes from your super expensive video card in your computer it's to not a little simple. converter to a little converter box to a uh, from the converter box to to the HMD, the head-mounted display, and then the remote control things, they're remote. They don't do anything. The lighthouses plug into the walls, and they connect via... They have two channel indicators on them. They connect via Bluetooth. So it's it seems complicated, but it's actually not. Um, I have a very small space to use it in, uh, but it does work. Um, you run through the Steam setup in Steam VR. And the Steam VR setup is pretty easy to use. They have a big, fancy, like great UI graphical interface for you to do it in. It's pretty easy to use. Um, you draw out the the working space you have, and no matter what that space is shaped like, it forces a certain size of box in there, and it says, "Okay, this is the space you have to occupy." You know, and as long as you meet those requirements, it'll tell you if you don't, and then it you know it just blocks out. So that's your chaperone space, and in the chaperone space, you can see. There's a grid around that saying you can't go past this or you whatever, you know. Um, it comes with the basic stuff. It comes with Steam VR is a free thing that has a bunch of games in it and experiences. Um, one of them is a one that Michael did where you go on this mountain and you're looking down this mountain and it's like pretty high def. It's a pretty well done picture. And then inside that, there's like four more experiences like that where you can <laughs> look at stuff and things like that. Um, inside that mountain, there's four more mountains. No, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> basically, you, you it, it all takes place in this lab. It's pretty cool. So look it up, Steam VR Lab or just Steam Lab, Steam yeah, Steam VR Lab. That's the best way to do it, and you'll see it. You can walk around, and there's all kinds of various games you can play. It's pretty cool. Um, I've bought some other stuff for it. Uh, what did I get? Accessories or games? No, I bought an accessory. I bought a, a, a thing for the HMD to sit on, uh, like, a, like a pedestal for it, just so it wasn't sitting on the floor um, to protect it, because it's pretty expensive. $800 what I paid for it. Um, you could get I, one of those foam mannequin heads. Balling. Or a full-size mannequin. That's true. Um, I bought a... Uh, I bought sweat protectors, because I thought a lot of people were going to try this thing out, but nobody's got to try it out except for Michael. And he tried it for 15 minutes, and he was like, yep, it's too hot. I'm too, <laughs> it's too hot, I'm too tired, and I don't care, you know? So well, it is hot in your apartment. Yeah. It's hot that was my box. first reality check about the thing, though. I was like, oh, just because I'm obsessed with this thing and think it's awesome, a lot of people may not care, which is kind of scary to me because I think VR is the future. And after seeing Michael's reaction and other people's reaction to it, I'm like, maybe it's not the future. Maybe nobody cares about this but me. You know, so it I is don't know. a future. Honestly, and... I did. I didn't not like it. I mean, it was cool. But do I want to stand there for three hours playing this thing? 
No. Well, I mean, you're kind of a you're kind of a sedentary dude, so I can see why you would feel that way. That's a kind of a like sort you're, of an you're, insult. But you're not really. kind of a stick in the mud, so I understand. Well, no, I mean, you, you sit for you're a computer guy. You sit for a living, and you're lazy, and I get it. Like I'm 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 from that same world, so I totally get it. Um, I but the first time I picked it up, I was like, I could do this all day long, you know. And I, I, I've played the arrow game. It's like a, a game, a horde mode, where the guys keep running at you, and you shoot uh, arrows at these silhouettes as they try to take your castle. I've done that for like two hours straight with no problem, and I love it. I do it till my arms hurt. It's so fun. So um, I didn't get you to the point where you could play that, but I wanted you to try the other game first so because that other game teaches you about the navigation method, which is teleportation. Mm-hmm. So I wanted you to try that one first, but the arrow one, I like it because it's when you – you take basically the arrows. The bow is leaning against a wall. You pick, you touch the bow, and you pick it up automatically. And this hand is just an arrow. So then you take, you hold the bow, you knock the arrow, and you knock it the same way you would in real life. You put, you bring the arrow, uh, the base of the arrow to the front, and you pull it back. And as soon as you pull it back, the <laughs> rumble packs, for less of a better, <laughs> but I can't think of a better word. The Nintendo, the, the NES rumble packs inside the controllers just start rumbling and they kind of imitate this like string drawing feel. Mm. And then you release the arrow. Like, have you ever played a game and Evan, you probably can relate to this. If you ever play a game and like the mechanic is so like the shooting mechanic or something is so visceral and feels so good that you just enjoy, you feel engaged every time you do it. Like, like some like battlefield two, Sniping in Battlefield 2 is such a great feeling action. Not necessarily getting the kill. The getting the kill is a cherry on top. But when you shoot the gun at a distance and the bullet drop takes it, it just feels real and engaging and interesting. And you do it and then you get the, get that shot. You're like, oh, you feel accomplished. And that's the way this feels. You know, it, it just, it's just so rewarding to, to do it. I, don't, I can't explain it, but it just feels good. And the immersion is so intense that... I catch myself, you know, when I take the, and I've seen this experience. I had another friend try it and she had the thing on. And when she took the HMD off, I saw her immediately become depressed because <laughs> one, she's in my apartment and that's a reason to become depressed. But two, because the light, the world inside the HMD is so vibrant and bright and clean and clear and beautiful that you just want to be there and you want it to be real and you take it off and you're like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm back in Russia. I'm back in Soviet era Russia. Everything's gray. And, you know, it's just it's weird. North Korea. Yeah, exactly. Just like being North Korea. (laughs) It's just weird. I think that uh, VR definitely could be the future if, you know, in in a few more iterations. If you can get it to be basically fully wireless and that's why i like the hololens because it's it is a helmet basically it's all there um so if you can make it sort of more immersive i guess where you're not connected to a computer um also maybe it's just too soon maybe this is 
Maybe the Vive is the gateway store of VR. Well, I think... So... I think the only problem with this VR hit setup is... It's 3D TV all over again. No, I'm kidding. Well, no, well, it's, not, it's definitely not that. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, like, like I said, it, it, you have to, there, have to, there has to be that, that it thing. The quality's there. I'm fooled. You know, um, there's, when you tried the one that Michael tried, it's, the immersion is so intense that you're like, okay, I totally get this. You know, like I wish I could walk around. Like I would love to see somebody recreate a town in VR. You know, because like the the that's all photogrammetry. I think they call it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. It's like the like it's like Google Earth. It's like imagine if Google Earth, but you went all the way down and stood in a street. You know, and it didn't look all like crap. You know, it was like super high res. That's what it's like in there, and um, it looks very real. And everything else. So I, I totally think that it's... But the problem is, like, you have the lighthouses. So the lighthouses are probably not the future. Um, Microsoft's making one, making a unit that has... The, the, the HMD for Oculus and Vive uses outside-in position location. So the lighthouses look at the sensors on, on, the, on the HMD... And they're like, oh, you're here. Because it uses trilateration to say between those two locations. The Microsoft version will use inside-out trilateration. Not really trilateration, I'll use inside-out location. So basically, you'll probably have to put it on when you first get it and rotate around three or four times at a set pace. And you'll rotate around and it will take a map of the space. And then you'll be able to walk anywhere in the space because it will know, it will know, like, okay, I recognize this thing. Here's where it is in my memory. And now we're this much closer to that and that and that. So now I know we're standing here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a much better way, but it's going to be supposed to be very processor intensive and everything else. And there is a wireless thing connection coming out for the vibe. You just, it's like, it'll be a little pack you slap on the back and. We'll okay. see how that works, but well, that'll yeah. be an improvement at least. Hmm. Yeah. Now I do have to say I did try it out. I did like it. I thought it was cool, but like I said, I just wouldn't want to stand there for three hours using it. You know what game would really, oh well, t- might like sell me on a Vive, um, if there was a game like the movie Inception. Like oh, you, yeah. you're like cool. in, you know, you're in France or something. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to make that side of the street vertical and walk up it. Like that would be really cool. That'd be a crazy. James, idea. get on it. I'll start working on it. Okay. Um, oh, here's the other thing that I love about VR is Unity. So Unity. I didn't know how easy it was to make video games. Apparently it's very easy. Except for if you make like a triple A game, it's obviously very hard. But but to make like some regular shitbox game, it's not that hard to do. And Unity and the Unreal uh the Unreal engine are basically are full of drag and drop assets, drag and drop scripts and everything else. Um but Unity is free. I think Unreal is also free now. 
but Unity's free, and they have a bunch of tools in there to do VR stuff that people have already made. It's free. You just download it, import it into your, your thing. So, I mean, I've made one game, which isn't a game at all. It's just a tutorial thing, but you kind of push this ball around and pick up these little cheese blocks. Um, <laughs> I, the guy says they're diamonds. I call them cheese blocks because they're yellow. Because like you're, you're fat. Yes. Okay. Get fucked. Um, and then uh, <laughs> the other game is just like a wooden floor that I made all myself. It's like a wooden floor you stand on it. It's the standing on the floor game. Uh, <laughs> you can't move and you can't move. You can't touch anything. It's the next. It's, just, it's the next hit. It's the next big hit. So, uh, but I'm still working on the standing on the floor game to make it standing on the floor with hands, and then soon standing on the floor with you know a box or something. I was so, about to say you got to integrate some more boxes into this yeah, game. Yeah, don't worry, <laughs> Evan. You know me. The boxiness is going to be real. Yes. Okay, it's going to be boxy as fuck, my man. Um, but yeah, so just have a game I, that's just a warehouse full of boxes. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's perfect. the game. But yeah, so I mean, it's it's a it's a great system. I like it. Is it worth eight hundred dollars? Probably. I think it is. But is it is it prime time? Probably not, and I hate to say that because I spend a lot of money on it, but it's probably not prime time. Is this going to be cool if I had, like, parties or something? It'd be fucking cool as shit. Um, and there's will be a lot of purposes, a lot of things you'll be able to do with it, To As a, if you're a gamer and you can afford to buy it and you want cool experiences, get one. It's awesome. You'll love it. Um, if you're not a gamer and you just want to get into VR for no reason other than just to get into VR... You know, buy it. You'll love it. But <laughs> it's probably not cost effective. It's expensive and there's a lot to set up and a lot to have. I have all the, the lighthouses on tripods and all this other kind of stuff. So, yeah. I don't doubt that you would have bought one anyways, but if anyone hears this who is interested in trying VR, I'm sure there's a local group near you. Oh, sure. That does and like it... maker stuff and VR, and you can probably go to one of the meetings and try one or something. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely I would definitely try to do that first before you buy one. Um see like go on the Steam, go in the Steam store and look at look at the uh uh and see what VR what VR games you're interested in and then read the reviews and see what people say. I'd go on this the VR Reddit. There's a very good VR Reddit with lots of information on how to hack them and how to do stuff with a revive, which is something that lets you play Oculus games on a Vive. Um that's and a stuff like point. that. Yeah, so there's all kinds of goodies there. Um, there's other tools. There's a tool called the Advanced VR Setup Tool, which gives you a shit ton of options. It's you know kind of makes the whole thing totally moddable. So you know if you're like a maker or something, or you're just interested in it, you can have a lot of fun with it. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it. But there's a lot of resources before you buy and dive in because this could very easily be a thing that you set up and play with it for a week and never use again. You know, that's why I've tried to start developing in it so it doesn't become that because I want to learn how to code anyway. So, but if you don't want to do that, you don't, the $800 is a lot of money spent on some novelty. So, okay. That said, now let's talk about the reasons my dick hates the future. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to be really quick with this because this is going to be a nine hour podcast. So um, basically... I got the VR stuff. I got the HTC Vive. We just talked about it. Of course, I'm a savage. I wanted to see what the porn experience was going to be like. 
Okay. I had to see. Just had to see. I had to so, experience it. Had to experience it. So I have a Google Daydream and there's apps on Google Daydream. Okay, let me explain to you how the Google, how you get porn in VR. Okay. Explain to us For, what a Google Daydream is. A Google Daydream is a is basically a Google cardboard. It's <laughs> covered in felt. Yeah, basically it's a felt phone holder. You put your phone in it and you strap the whole thing to your face and then it looks like it's 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 VR without the head tracking. That's basically what it is. It's VR for, for, for average people. Matter of fact, if you're looking to buy one of these, get a Google Cardboard instead. It's an eighty it's eighty dollars. Or the Google Cardboard's like ten dollars. Yeah. But the actual daydream is like eighty dollars. And a lot of people make these phone insert devices. Hmm. So you can find them on Amazon for pretty cheap of all kinds of brands. You stick your phone in it and you download the Google Google software and you can have a VR type experience. So at any rate if you want to go to Pornhub and look at porn on there on Pornhub, of course you can't because Pornhub has a billion pop-ups, which is the first problem. The second problem is to do to use this, you can't stream the porn. You can't stream it in VR. You have to download like this 800 meg file or however big the file is and then have a player to play it in. So there's a lots of there's lots of steps and lots of barriers to this whole thing working properly. It's a huge pain in the ass. Um, forget all of that noise. I played with it. I couldn't get it to work properly. It was very frustrating, and I was just like, okay, whatever. So then I later on I get the HTC Vive, and mind you, you know, look, I crank it like the next guy. I don't need VR to crank it, but <laughs> I want to try it out because I know other guys are going to be doing that, and VR, you know. When and I want to experience it not, what it's like to other guys jerk off. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I want to see these flat, these fat clowns get blown. So basically, all of these guys, I mean, all of these, regardless of how you feel about it, porn has been the innovation driver for web technologies. So I was hoping to see more of that here. And so I got the HTC Vive. But unfortunately, there's no, there's no sanctioned app to watch the porn, watch the porns, the prawns. So <laughs> I put this saying on my head and I'm trying to surf the web inside VR on the desktop to watch the porn, but the por- porn feeds, it feeds straight in standard, the standard situation. You have to like do download the thing, get this app, blah, blah, blah. And then when you finally get it working and I finally got it working, I'm looking and the female character, the female actress is like 600 feet tall. She's massive, you know? And it's like, you're looking, I'm like, oh, it's like, it's like, it's like you're a 14 year old boy being ridden by the 60 foot tall woman. And it just doesn't even make any sense. It just doesn't look real. It's immersion breaking. And then you can see they took a standard, a standard square image and just bent it in. So it's bent in for two eyes and it's not really a 360 degree view. So if you turn your head and look left or right, you'll get a black border and a black like convex border. And on that black border, it's like badoink, buy porn at porn, blah, 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 porn palace. And 18 year old girls want to blow you now. I mean, it's like it's almost like just a static ads, you know, and if you look back behind you, it's the same image as you'd see in front of you. So it's just lazy. It's lazy. It's low quality. It doesn't make any sense, man. And I, I just expected so much more. 
You know, like, why isn't there a fucking app that I can put in the app store that so I can, like, see good quality porn? It just doesn't make sense, man. It's super frustrating. We are a very repressed country, James. I apologize. Yeah, so Google doesn't, Google is, like, not for the prawns on their thing. I totally get that. Steam, I expected, I expected, like, Gabe Newell looks like he jerks off. So I kind of expected <laughs> that. Step your Steam game up, Michael. No. Um, our, our Lord and Savior, Gabe, Gabriel Newell. Um, Gabe. Ex- Gaben. Yeah, I expected that he would uh, have, like, they don't have a problem with having weird, weird perverted games on there. I just kind of assumed there'd be a porn app or something for the Vive. But I haven't seen anything yet. Is there a uh, VR Yandare complex? Um, there is a VR game called, uh, I'll tell you the name right now. VR. Does it involve being a high school girl and torturing other high school girls in Japan? No. Is there a game where you are a cat burglar? Where you just break into pet stores and steal all the cats? No, no here you go. The exactly. game's called, <laughs> the game's called VR, VR Kanajo. Which basically means like sister, I guess, or older sister huh. or friend or something. And in the game, I saw a guy playing it online, this British guy, and it looks pretty amazing. Um, you're basically like, you basically, this is like a game that's pretty much a fully fleshed out. So the normal VR porn experience would be like a video playing and you're just sitting there watching it. And it kind of gives you the impression that you're someone sitting on your lap or sucking your own dick or sucking your dick. <laughs> Okay, not sucking your own dick. That'd be I was like, you watched, you watched another man experience VR porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this Kanajo thing is like the ideal scenario of what porn would be. And I haven't, like I said, I haven't played it. I saw it. I saw a guy did a preview of it on YouTube. But basically, what this one is is it's like a fully animated game. Where the characters are very, very real looking, but it's like an anime style kind of thing. And the characters, imagine, what's that movie, Vexel? Voxel? Yeah, yeah it Vexel. looks like Vexel. The characters all look like Vexel. So it's actually very well done. And you can like flip her skirt up and like fondle her and everything else. That's as far as I saw. I didn't, and I haven't investigated it since then. But um, definitely interesting. Um, you know, I don't know about all the whole sister fucking thing, but I feel like maybe if you wanted to make a quality porn game, you could probably make one out of something out of this same concept. You know, this is a no judgment zone. So if you wanted to make a quality porn game, it would probably involve your sister. Yeah, you need somebody to do the voiceovers. Yeah, that would be <laughs> not awkward at all. So yeah. Well, good. I, I hope it all works the, out for you. I'll put a link to VR Conajo in the in the show notes. Please provide a link so that we may watch that person stimulating themselves. Also, oh. whoa! So it says here the game uh, launched on February twenty eighth, and you can download it from their. Um, you can buy it and download it from their website. They said it's supposed to be released on Steam in sometime in 2017. And it says, of course, it will be a censored version. What's the point, then? 
Exactly. Oh, well. Illusiondlshop.com. That's where you can get the game. How much? $44. Kind of steep. I say it's kind of steep. I guess I'm spoiled. All aren't like all new games like sixty bucks now. Yeah, for the for the big ones. So forty four, forty four, forty five dollars for a brand new virtual reality game. I'm like, ugh, it's way too much. Yep. Well, James, I hope you get uh, a lot of use out of your Vive. I don't think it's a waste of money. It's you know, up to you how you use it. If you just want to put on like lullabies and go to sleep with it every night, then so be it. Well, there's a. I'll probably watch movies on it because it it does a hundred foot screen thing, which is pretty cool. So, hmm. excellent. Uh, okay, I didn't put anything in here for for game theory, but I'll make a, a quick mention. That I am currently violating the NDA. That I am, I have, I enjoy playing Quake Champions. Oh, that's right. Uh, you got accepted to that thing, right? Yeah, they only have the servers up on the weekends. I guess that's when they figure most people can play. So it's probably a combination of availability and stress testing and all that stuff. Um, there's a pretty good matchmaking system in place, I guess. Um, since they have all the servers, there's not like a a server browser, at least not yet. So you kind of you just click play and then select whether you want to play deathmatch or team deathmatch or whatever, and um, it just places you in a game. Now the thing is, I'm pretty sure it's worldwide, so you can play. You know, you might have 35 ping one uh, one game, and then like 170 the next, depending on the server availability. Um, but the net code is actually really good because it's, uh, hard to tell a difference between the performance of the game with those different pings. Now, Mike, I know you are a gamer, so I don't need to explain this to you, but to anyone listening, uh, ping matters quite a bit in, uh, shooting games like, uh, for me, Quake or Battlefield or Call of Duty. Um, it's basically how long it takes for your action to register on the server, (laughs) which, yeah. Duty. <laughs> uh, which uh, makes a difference. So that's all I'll say about that. I can't give too many details, but I, in his current state, I would pay like 30 bucks for it. I think it's going to be free to play, but you can you can pay for extra options. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yep. It is better than I thought it was going to be at this point, which I'm very pleased about. So is it pay to win, though? No. Okay. I mean, the the extra stuff is like, you know, more characters and skins and stuff. All the, you don't get like super special weapons or anything. All the weapons are standard. Hmm. So seems like a money losing venture for uh, <laughs> whatever the company is that's making this for id software. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, CSGO is not free to play, but you can find it on Steam for like, you know, $5. Um, and get, you know, you get every feature there, but there's a huge market for like gun skins and knife skins and stuff like that. I don't know if uh, id Software or Bethesda or Quake or whatever will integrate that, but I guess there's a potential. It does have sort of a marketplace, but um, as far as I know, it won't have any effect on like game mechanics or advantage or anything. Hmm. So we'll see. I don't know when it's supposed to actually be released. I want to say it's this year, though. I'm looking forward to it. I can. I know where I'm going to spend the next ten years of my life. <clears throat> not, not learning. Not being productive. Not learning French or, uh, <laughs> or learning yeah. to code or. <laughs> no, none of that. I'll be sitting, sitting right here. I'll double my my gaming mice collection and uh, still be really bad. Look at James's face. I think he's watching that guy pleasure himself to VR porn again. <laughs> uh, there's a video on the on the VR Conjo site. <laughs> yeah, and okay, the the funniest thing you can ever watch is a person playing VR. The funniest, worst, most awkward thing you can ever watch is a grown ass man on the floor licking the virtual breasts of a character <laughs> but he's like doggy style doing it and he's like basically licking the floor and <laughs> that's what this is showing and it's just like horrible and graded all at the same time yeah it's on the VR kind of your site find it in SFW you've been warned excellent endorsement uh Anyone else want to talk about games? I presume not. Oh, Star Citizen 3.0 is getting close. So what I know does that, that add? Is it just another, it another adds a bunch iteration? Of stuff. Bug fixes and stuff? Yeah, it, it adds a bunch of stuff. Isn't that the new engine? What's that? Isn't it new the new engine? engine? Um, no, the new engine's already in, but it's oh. it's going to be... It's going to add a bunch of... A bunch of random. Stuff. I'm not gonna. I don't want to talk about it until it actually comes out because we've been talking. Every time I talk about Star Citizen, it's like these minor things. This one should be a very major upgrade, but it's probably not to the end of June. So no reason to get too excited yet. They could push that back to the end of June 2020. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Six years late. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I will just make a, a quick mention here for the Yum update. I. Still haven't uh, gotten my current measurements because I'm lazy and I keep forgetting. Um, but and this is something we've talked about before. Not my laziness and and lack of memory. Ah. But uh, but but diet soda dangers, danger, danger. Mostly with uh, aspartame, which, as I said, we've talked about before. Aspartame is bad. So if you have the choice of a different artificial sweetener, if you must drink. A diet beverage, uh, probably go for like Splenda or Stevia or something. I think they make a Diet Coke with Splenda, don't they? Yeah. I don't know what it tastes like. Probably artificial. Like, <laughs> ah. Because <laughs> the regular Diet Coke is aspartame, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, so a uh, a new research paper on the same old topic 
uh, has come out that is showing that people who drink one can of, I'll call it aspartame soda, so like Pepsi Max or Coke Zero, um, I think they 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 still use aspartame for that unless they've switched recently. So people who drink one can a day versus those who drink one can a week are three times more likely to suffer from a stroke and uh, dementia or a dementia Alzheimer's dementia related Alzheimer's. I think it's said. Hmm. So there's that to think about. Now, an additional worry is artificial sweeteners have been debated on whether they actually like spike your insulin. And some do, some don't. Uh, I think aspartame does, which is unfortunate. So what that can lead to is if your insulin spikes, then your body goes into like basically fat storage mode. So if you, you're like, I'll have a number two, make it a diet Coke. Yeah. That's all going to fat. Um, so I know some people they're they'll sort of eat whatever, but just not drink their calories. Well, the diet the diet beverage is not really helping there. Also, aspartame is like two hundred times sweeter than normal sugar. So if you if you've ever had something really sweet, which I know we all have, what that can do is just make you crave more sweet things. So even though you're drinking the zero calorie diet soda, you might actually be more inclined to eat something else sweeter. Right. That also leads it's to... It's going to make you crave sweet things. Right. Hmm. So if you can, just drink water. I had some water today. It's good. How so I never drank diet soda before, and now I just started recently thinking, oh, this is good for me, and thank you, Evan. You've stolen even that joy away from me. You're welcome. Get, um... What have you been drinking? Um, Diet Dr. Pepper. Okay. Well, check the sweetener. If it's uh it's probably not stevia. Um sucralose I think is Splenda. I'm just gonna switch to grenadine water. and water. You could drink tea? I don't drink grenadine and water, that's what I'm drinking now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> grenadine with a couple drops of water in it. Just pure <laughs> grenadine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh. there's no sugar in that. Yeah, <laughs> nope, it's all syrup. Yeah, it's thick because it's delicious or whatever. Yeah. So, Evan, just this article it mentions specifically Pepsi Max and Coke Zero, mm-hmm. um, but of course it applies to anything. Um, so maybe you want to look up Coca Cola Zero because I'm like, what is the difference between Diet Coke and Coca Cola Zero, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently, according to this Wikipedia entry. Coca-Cola Zero is specifically marketed to men who are shown to associate diet drinks with women. Really? Huh. So it's not like it's not like they took Diet Coke and just added pepper to it and now it's Coke Zero? No, I mean, it also says here it is marketed as having a taste that is indistinguishable from standard Coca-Cola as opposed to Diet Coke, which has a different flavor profile. Hmm. They all taste very different. They the do. one thing I'll say is, like, normal Coke makes my mouth feel dry. Hmm. Like, it's interesting. That whole thing. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and apparently the, the sweetener that's used, the artificial sweetener that's used, varies 
between markets. Well, yeah. So in the U.S., it's aspartame and I can't even say this. Acetosulfate? Uh, A sulfame potassium. Okay. Um, yeah. I wonder if the, if they don't use aspartame in the EU or something because it's banned because they know better. But mm-hmm. we Americans are like, oh, it's delicious. Anyways, James, if you want some diet soda, check out uh, Diet Right Zero if you can find it. Yeah, right. That's all right. I'll pass. I will it's, say it's this, actually though. really good. I, I I can live. I need to just stop doing that because I'm definitely susceptible to being like, oh, well, one soda's okay, then I'll have seven sodas because it's all diet, right? So <laughs> James, yeah, you, I, need it's have, probably, you need to have. I've been thinking for a while that I need to stop drinking anyway. You need to have. Um, this is why you need to have one of those machines in your home. A soda stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've um, changed my mind in the course of the last did, two hours. I did try that. Uh, I did try the keto bars, though. They're pretty good. After the first one, the first one wasn't great, but the second and third one were actually pretty good. Hmm. So. Does, does the first one start to kill your taste buds or something? I don't so, know. The first like, one oh, this isn't great it's now. Not, it's not chalky. It's just, it's just um, and it's not dry at all. It's definitely moist, but it has a weird texture. It's very weird. Hmm. But I think, I don't know, maybe I was really hungry when I ate them, but I didn't, I, I didn't I put it this way. Good. I didn't have the urge to be like, oh, these are great, and eat them back to back to back. But I did, like, when I wanted something to eat, and I was like, oh, I have these keto bars, and I ate one, and I was like, okay, good. You know, and I felt okay. So it probably served its purpose, you know? Excellent. That actually reminds me, I could talk about something else. I haven't really tried this yet, but I got uh, this here Perfect Keto Base. I've seen that. It's pretty expensive, um, but I had some credit on my Amazon account. For something else I returned, so I figured I'd try this. So what this is, it's 15 calories per scoop for whatever reason. There's no fat, no protein, no carbohydrates, no nothing in it. A little bit of salt. Um, <laughs> eating plastic. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so when you when you get into uh, ketosis, your body produces like two types of ketones, the most prominent of which is beta-hydroxybutyrate. And that's what this is. This is basically a beta-hydroxybutyrate powder mixed with other stuff to make it palatable. And then? And then... (laughs) And then? It just basically gives you... So instead of waiting for your body to produce ketones, this this is ketones. It's like kickstarts it? Yeah. Hmm. So I wanted to try it, and I did an awful, awful thing. So don't do this. Instead of mixing it with water, I took like a little bit on a spoon and just put it in my mouth and like tried to drink something. But it's so light and powdery that shit went like straight up my nose, and I was dying oh. for like ten minutes. Oh, was like, like it was it like cinnamon? Was it like having to concentrate? Uh, no, no, no. Way worse than that. It's probably like the cinnamon challenge. I never did that, but I imagine it's very similar. Man, I was like blowing my nose and sneezing and trying to... Oh, it was awful. <laughs> Sorry. It's like if you, if you had, if you had chocolate flavored 
uh, like powdered Splenda or something, and you decide to snort a couple lines of that, it's probably like that. Oh my god. Yeah. Awful. So, um... Huh. So how much was that Was that uh, can or whatever, that container? It is normally just under $60. Jesus. For 15 servings. That's that's a lot of money. So it's surely a luxury. Although, well, if you if do I, have that privilege, no, I, okay. yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where's James when you need him? Huh? I know, right? <laughs> um, so I intend on going through the whole, the whole can, obviously. Mm-hmm. And if I do notice like a, a real positive benefit, I'll probably keep one on hand hmm. because. To be in, like, what you could call deep ketosis, your blood ketone levels have to be, say, above, like, 0.8 millimolars per, uh, no, 0.8 grams per millimolar, something like that. And uh, this supposedly... I'm a good time with that word, man. Ah, What, millimolar? (laughs) Millimoles, uh, yeah. Yeah. Dr. McElroy. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And uh Isn't that like the golden number or something, what is it? Avogadro's number. Oh there you go. <laughs> yeah. Six point two three times ten to the something, I think. Um so this will supposedly raise your blood ketone level to about three in half an hour or so. <laughs> we just we just fall on the floor and go to shock. Like <laughs> No. Nothing bad happens until you get to like above 50? fifteen. Oh, 15. Okay. Yeah. Which, and, and that only actually matters if you simultaneously have diabetes. Right. And are taking medication for that, but otherwise, you're fine. That is, I'm, that is keto I am a doc- acidosis? Correct. Yeah. I both am and am not a doctor, so do not take my medical advice. Um, One thing I just had to mention, because it's funny, I still have this Wikipedia article up for Coca-Cola Zero. Uh-huh. So two things. So they're, they're going to rename it um, Coca Cola Zero Sugar. They already did in the UK, and they're going to here. Why? I don't know. And then, um, there's a variant that's sold in New Zealand that has different flavors. Although we have we have some flavors here too, but there it's called Blackie D. <laughs> <laughs> we should do an episode on soda flavors, man. Uh, it's just funny. We'll have to do a live episode from Japan, drinking their cucumber soda and pine cone soda and whatever. Oh, I had one that was pretty good, actually. It has like a glass ball in the soda. Ramune? Or however you fucking yeah, spell Ram- it. Ramune. Yeah, Ramune. That's what it was. I've had a couple of those. I think they're okay. I don't remember what flavor I had, but whatever it was, it was good. All right, but James, yes, diet right zero. Okay, if, if check it out if you can find it. It is actually my diet soda of choice. Um, okay. So saying that uh, I am both a doctor and not a doctor, the link first link I have in the extra section is Reddit. Ask docs, so you can post the you know a a medical question on Reddit and have a theoretical real doctor answer it for you. 
something I had stumbled stumbled upon, not from stumble upon. Um, last week, I just thought it was interesting to see what people are asking and what some legitimate responses are. Check it out if you're so inclined. Hmm. Uh, the second link is actually an ad from a cigarette company called Gallagher's Cigarettes from long, long ago when cigarettes used to be helpful and beneficial to your health. They had, now this is for Mike, this is instructions on how to do things, basically. Like how to cut bread. How to cut bread. How to judge the weather. (laughs) How to draw, this is how to draw a duck without the pencil leaving the paper. Very useful. Huh. How to cut flowers, how to put out a fire, all that kind of stuff. Um, so That's pretty is awesome. any of this stuff, I mean, I like looking at some of this. Am I going to actually remember any? Probably not. Um, the one they, I think it's the second one on there. They have about, uh, keeping a bandage moist by, um, putting one end in an elevated jug. So the water just drains down as it evaporates. I thought that was pretty interesting. So, oh, it says, how to, need that. it says how to treat sprains. That's what it is. Yeah, I was like, why would you want to keep a bandage moist? <laughs> like, isn't that the opposite of what you want yeah. to do with a wound, with a wound? <laughs> but uh, I could be wrong. I'm not a doctor. So, uh-huh. oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, okay, that makes more sense. So, thank you for that, Evan. I will. You're very welcome. I'll take those into consideration. Now, though, that uh, you've you've kind of fully brought me into Reddit. Oh, then <laughs> you can be like, now that you've fully made it aware that I don't know things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I was talking with one of my coworkers the other day, and we had a we had a, a moment like that. I don't remember what it was, and I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You don't know about that." I was like, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> He's like, oh, I guess we need to have a, you know, tell Michael about things. Thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh, God, this guy. <laughs> I was like, yes, I don't know about that. <laughs> I always thought dogs uh, laid eggs. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a great episode, by the way. Yep. <clears throat> okay. So, um, it's getting a little out of control now. These people are getting a little too excited for my taste. But I put a I put a link in here. Um, they found another super Earth. Yep. So what's that like? Thirty nine hundred super Earths they found or some shit? Is, no, pro- I mean probably like low double, maybe ten, twelve or something. I don't know. I mean, it's but, getting it's getting silly. This is planets all over the place now. Is it? We just got to blow some of these up. You're like, look, man, life was great when the sun revolved around the Earth and things were. We lived in simpler times. Now you're telling me there's a universe out there with other solar systems and planets. Fuck off. <laughs> like, beat I don't it. need all that extra info in my life. Say, like James, beat it. You yeah. know, this is. Uh... We're only going to discover more though when like better telescopes launch. When's that? Uh, the is it Kepler? No, that's a, that's something else. There's something... That, Spitzer. No, I don't know. Spitzer? That's already that Spitzer. Might be that's already a thing. Okay. Well, whatever is supposed to assume the responsibilities of the Hubble mm-hmm. that's going up like later this year or next year, 
It's looking to be like way better. Well, yeah. How old is so, the Hubble? Hopefully, thirty years old. Hopefully, like we have uh, oh, the James Webb Space Telescope. Yeah. Now, I don't actually know if any of these discoveries utilize the Hubble or if it's just like analyzing, um, like background rate, not background radiation, but emissions from suns and that are passing through atmospheres of these newly discovered planets that are now just being able to be analyzed for their content. And they're like, oh, it's kind of similar to Earth. Well, in this article, they used a telescope in Chile. Okay. So it's ground, ground-based. Well, then, you know, that's pretty impressive. We can't all just hijack the, the, the Hubble and just point it at whatever we feel like, you know? Yeah, the NSA has, uh, has rights to turning that around. Yeah, they, they turn it back, yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, that's cool. I mean, they've discovered, you know, more planets, blah, blah, blah. Cool. We need to figure out how to fuck to get there, all right? That's what I want. I don't think we... See, that's what's depressing. Like, we will ne- we, like you, you and me, myself, and James will never ever go there. Any communication we sent, we send will never be received and understood within our lifetimes, or if we have kids, probably their lifetime. Right. So, like, if even if we say, like, "Yep, there's something there," uh, well, well can't do well, anything no, about this it. This one, this one, it could be our kids. Well, if we ever have kids, um. Yeah, it won't be our kids. Forty? No, it's this. This one's forty light years away. So if they send something now, <laughs> forty years to get there, and then if they send a response in the next five minutes after receiving it, yeah, forty years Perfectly for it to come back. Translated English. Yeah, forty years for the response to come back. So on your on your on someone's deathbed, maybe your kids or our deathbed, if you live a healthy, good life, you can hear we're coming to murder you. Or it's like, sir, we finally got the response. Oh, what did it say? They said, dick butt. Fuck! Yeah, then <laughs> die. Yep. So, we need we need to make some advances, folks. Alright? I have hope. Get on it. Get on the fucking warp drive. Let's uh, destroy subspace for the purpose of exploration. I don't have a problem with that. I'm down. Yep. All right. Next up, this is just something fun. I would have put this in the sci-fi section, except it's not sci-fi. But it's a movie that uh, actually just came out. It has Brie Larson in it, and it has Charlto Copley. Essay it. Oh, love that guy. Kind of. It's close enough. Okay. He's the guy from that movie. Yes. And it has Cillian Murphy. You don't hear much from him anymore. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. I kind of put, uh, maybe it's just the name, but I kind of put him with uh, the guy's name who I just forgot, uh, Crispin Glover. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Um, so this movie is called Free Fire, and it's basically just a, you know, it's like an on-purpose, just let's make a crazy-ass movie where it's just a big, long gunfight. Awesome. In a warehouse. So just like we always used to talk about, you know, having shootouts in warehouses. That's exactly what this movie is. I've had many conversations with nobody about that topic. Well, James and I have had many conversations about okay. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, and with Rick, actually. But 
Um, yeah. So uh, obviously, I've not seen the movie yet. It, it just came out um, this past weekend, as far as I know. And I mean, I'm sure it's not a great movie, but it looks like it could be a fun movie. Mm-hmm. And it has a couple actors that we know and maybe love, or at least like. So that's good. It's not full of unknowns. It has a lot of unknowns, but it's like two or three are they, people. Are they that known like, unknowns? Okay. There are known unknowns. Yes. Because okay. we have their names here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Charlto Copley. That's the guy's name. Okay, Charlto. Yeah. yeah. I like movies that aren't sort of regurgitated, uh, you know, same old, the same old trope. Mm hmm. That's uh, the first time I've ever actually used that word. I think. <laughs> Martin Scorsese is the executive producer of this movie. It's got some big names then. Good. Yeah. It says, um, you know, a lot of the influences of the movie are Sam Peckinpah. I don't know who that is. Quentin Tarantino, John Woo, and Martin Scorsese. Nice. Should be good then. Yeah. Yeah, no. Entertaining, I, at least. Yeah, I watched the trailer. It's, um, you know, it's what you think it is. It's like <laughs> shooting. <laughs> shooting and some talking. And, you know, it's funny, you know. Also, which is good. So yeah, I'm, this is on my list now. So I just had a thought. Since you said one of the inspirations was Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. you all saw the Hateful Eight. Yes. Yeah. Was that just a glorified shootout in a house? Was there anything else to it? Um, oh, that's a hard one to say, man. It's classic Tarantino, in my opinion. It wasn't. I, I didn't walk out of it like, whoa. You know what I mean? It's just like whatever. Yeah. I mean, there were definitely those kinds of scenes, Evan, but the the whole movie was not that. No. Okay. Yeah, gratuitous use of the N word mixed in with <laughs> shootouts and everyone dying. You know, and you know. I mean, it was a, a, there was a, some plot. You know, there was some. Who done it? Yeah, I'm sure there's a plot to this to this shootouts movie, but is there was there anything more than that? I don't think I never thought about it until just now. No, probably not. Um, The only other thing the movie had going for it was the whole cinematography, right? Um, Seventy millimeter or whatever. Yeah, just because we can. Yeah, they filmed it in with the what on with the whatever the crazy format was, and. So some of the outdoor scenes, especially, were quite nice to look at. Breathtaking. You could say that, I guess. Um, Showed you the stunning beauty, stunning of the beauty great of planet the, that that God created for all of us to enjoy. Yes, of the American West or whatever. <laughs> yep. Um, but no, it was. Uh, yeah, the cinematography was definitely a part of it, you know. But of course, that's always an important part of any movie. Agreed. Um, so yeah, so I'm definitely going to see it, uh, and when I do, I'll report back. Maybe I'll go see it with James. We can hold hands. <laughs> huh? You wish. I think the last time James and I went to go see a movie, he almost died. <laughs> no, it was the Hateful Eight. That was the last time we went to see a movie. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the the time before that. Dick. It's like, oh yeah, that time I did almost die. Yeah, you did. 
Did all that okay. heroin in the parking lot. I mean, yeah. it and might as well. I didn't know he was dying until we're leaving the movie, and he's like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to die or something. <laughs> I don't remember what he said. <laughs> Straight but to the point. It wasn't It wasn't good, whatever it was. So but I anyway. Like I'm dying. Yeah, pretty much. But um, that's okay. That's okay. He's still here to tell the tale, so. All is well. So, next on the list here, I have, um, this actually goes back to what we were talking about earlier with Russia and their bombers. So, I read this story, and it's related. Canada scrambled two fighters to, um, to meet. They didn't really intercept, I'll say, but, you know, to, to meet the threat of the two TU-95 bombers. To deter them? Mm-hmm. Um, and so and so, one thing that I thought was interesting about this article, though, they mentioned the, the planes that the Canadians were flying. Two CF-18s. Yep. So I had to look it up. So I was like, what the hell is a CF-18? Canadian F-18? Is it Canadian F-18? <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> So I'm not sure what the CF, maybe it's, it's Canadian Forces or something. Um, apparently it's developed from the FA-18 Hornet. That does not surprise me. What is What does FA stand for? Anyone know? Um, I don't know. Fuck it all! <laughs> I don't know. Probably something really dumb and, you know... Corporate-y. Fighter all around or something like that. Hmm. Could be. I have no idea. We'd have to look up and see what, what the different things mean in, you know, like what's an F4, an A4, or the, you know, what does it mean? You know, I don't know. Fighter something, uh, you know, I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, someone should look up that very interesting fact. Mm-hmm. But, but, but right we now. won't. Well, I just tried looking up FA-18, and it's, you know, I'm not finding it quickly, so. Okay. It's fine. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll find out for next time, because I know Curious Minds want to know. Um, I saw this article. This is just, this just kind of grabbed me a little bit. This is from Wired. Courts are using AI to sentence criminals. So go on. Very interesting. So they're using basically they're using algorithms um to determine a defendant's quote unquote risk. Such as, you know, using the probability to find out if they'll commit another crime or like for bail if they're gonna appear for their court date. Oh yeah. So that's interesting. I didn't realize that they were actually using this kind of... It's almost like a credit score, you know. Like, oh, will you be approved for the loan, this and that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, except it's like, you know, jail. It's like way more dangerous. Yeah, way more crazy, honestly. So does it say who's using this? Like, it's obviously not super widespread. Um, Is it Texas? I'm not sure, to be honest. Hmm. Well, I hope... I mean, I understand why... I get. I think I understand why it's in place. 
there were probably some buzzwords involved in selling this system. Um, it looks like a lot of a lot of places do it. It just says here currently courts and corrections departments around the U.S. use algorithms, <coughs> and it hmm. says typically government agencies do not write their own algorithms; they buy them from private businesses. Oh, I wonder if those private businesses are related to any of the private prisons. <laughs> War Monk Inc. No, that's <laughs> James knows what that is. Uh, He's like, mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. So, just an interesting article, kind of a long read, but go check it out if you're interested. And I put the link in the show notes there. So I guess it looks yeah, at the, C- the person's CF is record just a designation. What is it? CF is just designation. So a cargo plane would be called like a globe. A globe master is called a CC. Um, uh, a helicopter is called a CH, and fighters are CFs. Hmm. So, so what's the FA fighter? I don't know Attack. what the US US calls. Why well, the US calls it that? But I know the Canadians are very boring, and they just call it, they're like sorry, it's just CF, you know. <laughs> I wonder if it stands for attack. Hmm. The, the 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 United States one. Yeah, but then I mean, there's the F-16. I think it's just, I guess just a fighter, and then the yeah. F-A-18 fighter attack. I don't know. Yeah, it says here F. So there was the F-18A fighter and the A-18A attack aircraft. Oh. So this is we're all like, what the both. hell is the A-18? So this is the this is both the F-A-18. So it's the original Joint Strike Fighter that was not a total and utter failure. Yeah, actually, right. Canada tried to buy, the, in the source selection, they tried to buy the F-35, and then they opted out, like, about five years later, they opted out to buy more F-A-18s from, uh, from whoever's making the F-35, to buy more F-A-18s for a billion dollars cheaper. <laughs> so. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you, James. Um, so last thing I have is the DC accent. Is there one? So according to this article that's on uh, WAMU.org. So this is a, they have a whole article here, but there's also a, it's a, there's an excerpt from the, from their live radio show. So it's like an eight minute audio clip you can listen to. Um, which basically goes over the same thing. And they talk about how in D.C. it's actually kind of hard to study if there's a D.C. accent because um, our area here has a lot of, uh, you know, people coming and going, basically. You know, like a lot of people yeah. weren't born and raised here. So, now one thing... non-natives. Yeah. And one thing I, I did notice or I, I took note of, I should say, in the in the article, which I'm not sure I agree with, but whatever, is... So they, they said that, you know, they did mention race and that um, basically they, they attributed the D.C. accent to black people. Okay. So I was going to say, I don't think there's an accent in the way we think about an accent, but there's, I'm sure... Like other places, there's definitely a certain vernacular 
and colloquialisms, colloquialisms. Oh my! That are that are unique to DC. Um. Well, the the one the the way they they tested it because they they define what the what the hell <laughs> four. There are four. There are four accents in DC. No, oh. this is the fourth hour of this podcast. <laughs> not, Almost, not really. We spent a lot of setup time. Um, there's uh, so the the phrase they use. I like to go strawberry picking with my mother in Maryland. Oh, that's what that's from. I was like, who the fuck put this in here? So they use that to to determine. You know, they're like, all right, say that. You know, <laughs> and so they had a woman. Um, they had people call in, and they're like, "There's a recording." Oh, there is a recording, <laughs> nice. and it's it's exactly what you think it is. You know, it's uh, it's a woman, and she says, "What does she say?" She's like, "I like to go strawberry picking with my mother in in Maryland." <laughs> so James, you yeah. say the Maryland um, yeah. sometimes, and uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's pretty interesting. So, yeah, kind of, kind of interesting. Um, is it is it really a test? Like, if they don't say it, they're like fuck Maryland. They're like, okay, you're from DC. <laughs> yeah. So they actually they actually break everything down here into this. There's three things. So it's the vowel vowel centralization. The vowel before an R gets pronounced in a different part of the mouth. Leading leading words like carry to pronounce to be pronounced like curry. Strawberry, strawberry. Maryland, like Maryland. Huh. Strawberry, Maryland. Curry. Then, curry. Then R-lessness. Yeah. The R gets dropped out of words. So, party so becomes R-a. potty. Potty. Mother becomes mother. Mother. Mother Christina. Yeah. Um, <laughs> motherfucker. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then here here's a nice one, Evan. This one's for you. Mono monophthongization. I thought you were gonna be like monosyllabic. I'm like, ah No, that I could actually say. This that's a very long way to say something has one syllable. Um but, no mono thong that's a fancy way of saying we drop the diphthongs. The diphthongs. Diphthongs. I want to see some diphthongs. Hey. So this is where a vowel is made up of two sounds. For instance, the vowel in time is A-H and E-E put together. Time. Right? Huh. So time becomes time. So you, you replace two letters with another letter? With one. So instead of being huh. time, it's Tom. I got time for that, you know. Huh. It says this is a common feature of southern accents. Hmm. It says if you want to test whether someone has a DC accent, ask them to say, I like to go strawberry picking with my mother in Maryland. You know what always was a minor annoyance to me? If someone adds an R to a word, like I have uh, aunts and cousins, I guess, who... Well, one who says "wash" instead of "wash." Yeah, they they mentioned that in the um, in the in the show or in the clip. 
Um, but they said that's starting to die off. That's mostly older people. Yeah. And mostly older white people, actually. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So, two for two. So there, I put the, the DC pronunciation of the above phrase there at the bottom. I like to go strawberry picking with my mother and <laughs> this sounds pretty crazy. Especially seeing it written there. Sounds uh, I racist. Like go, I like to go strawberry picking. Ugh, I guess people do sound like this. I mean, some do. Yeah. Like I was like I'm sitting there, like I'm listening to this and I'm like, this is an interesting, this is interesting, but obviously I don't talk like that. That sentence looks racist as shit. This is like, <laughs> can a sentence be racist? The, study... the answer is now yes. <laughs> the study of pronunciation Trauma in Southeast D.C. My mother in Merlin. God damn, we sound it could like be... country podunk motherfuckers, yo. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking like that could be D.C. or Central Alabama. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, a lot of the people... So, if you exclude the transients, the people who are here for political reasons or whatever, who just are here because whatever, and only look at the black people who are the main... who are uh, The black people and the, the people who actually live in D.C. Or the people mm-hmm. who've lived in the black, white alike. But people who have lived in D.C. all their lives are born here and their families have been here for 30 or 40 or 50 years then you will find a lot of country people who just came here. Yeah. You know, the people who actually work in DC, you know, cause there's no like regular businesses in DC. DC is like, it's all government stuff and businesses related to government, to the, to the business of governing. So the, the people who actually work there don't normally, they aren't, they wouldn't talk like this. They have their own weird accents. They brought from wherever, but Buzzword this, I, this totally makes sense to me because it's just a country as we are speaking. I have country as relatives to talk like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, places like that. Yep. Hmm. A right. lot, a lot to go strawberry picking with my mother in Merlin. Ugh. <laughs> somebody talks like that's never gone strawberry picking a day in their life unless they were doing it <laughs> under threat of violence <laughs> yep so if you guys are curious listen to the uh, listen to the clip there it's about an 8 minute thing but about a minute or so in they they do play uh, a uh, recording from Juanita who called in and uh, has the prototypical DC accent apparently so <laughs> it's the pro- <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Poor Juanita. Her and Christina can uh, yell at each other. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to uh, okay. Really quickly, I saw Ghost in the Shell. I went to the theater to see it. Um, it was a good movie. I liked it. Uh, I can get why other people don't like it. You son of a bitch. Well, you were off doing whatever, so. And I just was tired of waiting. I wanted to see it, so I was we hadn't really talked about whatever. it. Yeah. Okay. Probably like off like picking strawberries in your mother in Merlin. So um <laughs> I'm not yeah, black but, enough for that, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Black people aren't black enough for this. Um so anyway, where the fuck do you pick strawberries in Maryland? That's what I've been wondering the entire time. <laughs> He's like, wait, 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 stop, stop. He's like, time out. Where is the fuck is this? Like <laughs> where is this strawberry, this mythical strawberry patch? Would you like to hear something funny? You've, You've been, been strawberry picking with your mother no. in Maryland. <laughs> you fucking no. piece of shit. You fucking but, piece of shit. But 
a 30 second drive from my house there is a strawberry field where you can pick strawberries with your mother is it so is, is it specifically something. for picking strawberries with your mother uh, uh they probably allow other family members <laughs> so this I'm is a, so basically you're saying this is a country ass t- country ass activity yeah it is. okay there you go done mystery unsolved <laughs> I'm just gonna keep moving like that now, was a normal statement. It's a mystery mystery um, now. Um so yeah, Ghost in the Shell, it was good. Uh is a good action movie. Uh very beautiful visuals. I know a lot of people didn't like it. Uh people have problem with it either problem with it because they feel like whitewashing, not the case in this particular case. There are cases of whitewashing, plenty of it in Hollywood. This is not a case of it. If you've if you know Ghost in the Shell, you've seen it. The character looks like a white lady. Uh, if you all anime if you, characters look like white ladies. Yeah, yeah, but some of them are clearly very Asian, you know, and some of them are just some of them. Some of them, the character could be Asian, and that'd be fine. But in this case, it's perfectly fine for the character for her character to have been white, um, and because of, there's a whole body swapping aspect to the thing That's that we true. don't really understand. That's true. So uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's not going to be in theaters much longer, but it's definitely worth seeing if you're interested in Ghost of Shell. And if you haven't seen the Ghost of Shell franchise and know nothing about it, then it's even more so worth watching. If you've seen the franchise and you fancy yourself in a person who understands Ghost in the Shell, which a, I really a, don't doubt. An aficionado? The, an aficionado, someone who understands the world of Ghost in the Shell, then I really doubt that. But if you fancy yourself that person, you probably won't like this movie. Um, because you'll feel that it doesn't de- delve into all the social aspects that so Ghost in the Shell is trying to go into. But that's because those social aspects are Japanese and Eastern Asian concepts that we don't share here in America. And honestly, I don't have a problem with them not including them. It makes this movie palatable and easy to watch. Uh, people didn't go because of the whitewashing, and they missed out something really good because it's a great movie. Um, and the people who complained about the Eastern Asian concepts missing are just stupid. This is America, and that stuff wouldn't Americans wouldn't understand it anyway. So. This, this is America, folks. Yeah, we get with pick the strawberries. Get with the program. We pick yeah. strawberries with our mothers in Maryland. Okay, that's right. Or, or Merlin, <laughs> excuse me, Merlin. Yeah, James goes um, with a with a guy who casts spells. So there. And Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Ah! While she's stripping strippily. Um, that's that's in the VR porn version. Peter, yeah, that's in the VR porn version. Peter Piper picked a pa-pa-pa-pa-pa. What is it? A, a peck of pickled peppers. A peck? What's a peck? It's like half a bushel or something. It's, it's an actual unit. Of ah, snooty, snooty British measurement. Yeah. A hammock of cake? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> You never heard that? A desk of no. Cheez Its? You never no. heard that? Yeah. Uh, a hammock of cake. <laughs> That's a thing. Oh my god. Yeah, and a, 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 a desk of Cheez Its. And a desk of Cheez Its, yeah. How have you never please, heard that? Please elaborate. Why would I hear that? It's too I know Michael said that a million together. times. <laughs> I've never heard that ever. Yeah, a hammock of oh, cake. That's a family guy thing, man. It's a family guy thing. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. When they were it. talking about something just like it. we were talking about. They were talking about like weird like units of measure. And he was like, I'll have a hammock of cake <laughs> and a desk of Cheez-Its. Um, all right. So anyway, uh, anybody have anybody anything else? No, man. I, I've had just about 
as much cake and hammocks and everything that I can handle. Mink, you got anything else? Oh, I think that's it. Out of fucking standing. As always, guys, it's a pleasure to have you here on the IO panel. We love that you guys take the time to listen to our show, and uh, we want to thank uh, D's Nuts, a.k.a. Dirty Young Slim, a.k.a. DC's Own, a.k.a. Uh, no one knows nobody like him. Uh, we want to thank him for coming out on this show. We uh, appreciate his time, and uh, we look forward to having him back on. Uh, if you guys have any questions, you can hit us up at feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. Uh, you can also find our website at www.iopanelpodcast.com. Uh, Evan is feeding me the lines <laughs> in the chat. It's not me. There's a race. There's okay. a race going on. To finish first. Um, so uh, www.iopanelpodcast.com, twitter.com slash iopanelpodcast, feedback at iopanelpodcast.com, and the RSS feed. Subscribe on the RSS feed at iopanel. On our website. <laughs> On our, you can subscribe on our website. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, guys, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming out, and uh, we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>